Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? Do I have any freaking game? Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. You can find us online, pr927fm.com. And make sure you are watching the program and following along on Facebook Live and on YouTube. You can chime in on what you'd like to discuss on this Thursday and what a sports day it is. You've got Major League Baseball playoffs, NFL, NBA, NHL, college football all going on on the same day at the same time. So something for everybody on this uh, Thursday sports menu. Coming up on today's show, a lot of guests to get to. We'll talk Pirate football with Kevin Monroe, color analyst on the Pirate Sports Network. He joins us at 4 o'clock. Blake Prohl, former Pirate wide receiver, now with the Minnesota Vikings, uh, joins us. And we, uh, we recorded this interview yesterday, and he told us at the time that he was either going to be scooped up by another team or clear waivers and join the Vikings practice squad. Well, we can tell you that he is on the vikings practice squad so he is healthy now and uh, is a member of the vikings practice squad he'll talk to us coming up at around 4 20 the big man on campus jeff nadu will give us his thoughts on east carolina and ucf and the other college football action going on this weekend we got that at around 4 40 and touchdown tony collins joins us at five o'clock to talk pirates to talk nfl and more we got a lot of uh, audio from the coordinators donnie kirkpatrick blake harrell as well as the head man mike houston so we'll sprinkle that in along the way shirley rhodes is here chandler honeycutt's here and troy d is to my left hello hey what a show glad to be kicking it off with you here in the first hour uh all-star lineup and if you give tony a message for me uh, i had a chance to sit with tony at the last game and he brought uh, his daughter with, who was very lovely, by the way. I think I like Tony's daughter better than him. I'd rather hang out with her. What's her name? I forget. Uh, of course. Yeah, but very nice person. Okay. Fun to hang out with, and I was going to recommend that uh, he bring her back anytime. All right. So very, you want very me nice to tell Tony person. that his daughter is welcome anytime? Yeah, like right. she was cooler than Tony. And okay. you know I think a lot of Tony. Yeah. She was more fun to hang out with than Tony. Do you think you should know her name? Probably. Probably so. Yes. I'll get him to tell me the name, and I'll pass that along. That'd to be you. good information to have. All right, I'll yeah. play middleman. That'd be perfect. Just All say right. Troy really enjoyed hanging, meeting your daughter. Very nice person. Just can't remember her name. What's her name again? Yeah. All right. We'll well, that's do... good. If you ask it, then it, well, I, I never because you never met her, so you can say, well, "Yeah, what's her name, Tony?" Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cover right. cover me. I got you. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> All right. So I uh, got a big show on tap for today, and uh, big ball game, Troy D. Big ball game. Mark Lindsay term. Yeah. Uh, coming up this Saturday night at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. It is a big ball game because imagine. First of all, can you imagine a pirate victory? And what that will mean to this program and the momentum it will create. I can. Five and three. I mean, I'm surprised UCF's not ranked, quite honestly. They are receiving votes. Had one slip up to Louisville, and that is their only blemish. Yeah, five and one coming in here with a lot of momentum, uh, putting a lot of points on the board this year. This will be a huge challenge for ECU. But uh, if they can pull it off, a huge victory. 
first trip out of the state of florida for ucf this year they have played all home games except for one road trip to fau clip i have a stat to consider for this game the stats to consider and I, if you know the answer to this already and i'll throw it out to chandler and, and shirley too if you haven't looked yet do you know how many times these two teams have played first of all if you already know this don't answer not off the top of my head okay um then that's perfect then you would so not knowing how many times these teams have played what do you think the series record is win loss well, it'd be easier if you told us how many okay. times they've played all right fair these teams have played 20 times they've played 20 times out of those 20 times what do you think the series record is for i'm UCF? gonna say it's in ucf's favor i'm gonna go 14 and 6 all right chandler i'll let you weigh in what do you think I'll go – I'm going to go 16-4 and four, UCF. All right. Um, I have had a chance to watch or be at every single one of these games. It series dates back to this clip, 1991, the dream season. You've been at every game in Orlando as well? No, no, no. I said attend or watch oh, every game. Oh, oh. Like I've been a part of, you know, some games, you know, sometimes history predates the you. go or, back to the 40s. Right, exactly. I've been a part – if either in attendance or watched every one of these games it starts the very first one i was there as a young student in 1991 the dream season for you younger pirates where the pirates finished 11 and 1 and finished number nine in the national ranking with a new year's day bowl win over in the peach bowl over nc state i'm gonna say ecu beat ucf in 1991 they did 47 to 25 um in front of it how about this only 20,000 people back then Small crowd for UCF. All right, so it's been 20 times. Amazingly, now this is a couple stats to consider within this stat. The series all-time record is 10 wins for ECU and 10 losses. This is the rubber match, and this may be, just may be the last time we ever face the Knights of Central Florida because they're moving on to the Big 12. Mm-hmm. So this could be our last chance to say uh, a storied history. A lot of bad stuff has happened. A lot of bad blood sometimes between these two schools, if you look back at the history of this thing. Uh, a trend that is not good in ECU's favor, UCF has won the last six meetings. And Mike Houston has never beaten UCF as a head coach. So could this be the year? Wouldn't this be a great way to pay back the Knights on the way out of the conference, give them a swift kick of the you-know-where, the rear end? That was a question. Oh, it would be, yes. Okay, thank you. Uh, so that was an interesting stat. I thought it would have been UCF's favor too, but 10-10. Uh, Have not beat those guys in a long time. In fact, you say six losses in a row? Yeah. Um, was that first loss in that six? No, because we did beat them one year after The last that. time we beat them was 2015. So the uh, we did beat them. We have beat them since the take a knee debacle. We beat them the next year. Yeah, what year was that? That was the 2014 season? Yep. Yeah, that was the – we. God, that was painful. 2015, for- UCF was winless, and I want to say they were up 7 to nothing on East Carolina – and then the Pirates yeah, took it to 2015, it. Uh, Pirates won 44-7. The game you're referring to, actually, December 4th, 2014. I'll never forget this. Uh, UCF wins it 32-30 
on a Hail Mary. Uh. But that Hail Mary should have never happened because ECU goes into victory formation. I've never seen this before. Takes a knee to run the clock out. Uh, they weren't able to run the clock out because UCF had a timeout. Lincoln Riley was the offensive coordinator there. I still say to get it would have worked. I don't think they realized UCF had a timeout. That got overlooked. They should have never taken a knee. ECU loses the game after going into victory formation, one of the most painful losses I've ever been a part of. In anything, in any sport, any, I mean, it's just incredible that that happened. But uh, that was a, a costly loss for the Pirates. Last year, I was in Orlando, and the Pirates should have won that game. Came within a play or two from defeating the Knights there, which was a tough loss, too. Red, they, they really outplayed them last year, quite honestly. Redbeard has his prediction in. What do you say? UCF 48, ECU 14. Hmm. You know, I think uh, a lot of folks... What's the spread on this game now? Five. That's a lot closer than I thought it would be, honestly. I thought, it I, would thought be, UC, uh, I thought UCF touchdown. would be a big favorite or double-digit favorite. Uh, this is one of those games I think ECU's going to have to play their best and, ECU, and UCF's going to have to not play their worst but have to make a lot of mistakes. Going to have to force some turnovers and play I, mistake-free football. Yeah. Are you worried about this game? In a sense that I'm picking UCF uh, to win. Mm-hmm. So if that means am I worried ECU's going to lose, yeah, I think they will. Yeah. And it says it's more about UCF. I think they're just a really good team. Yeah. So I would, uh, I did it yesterday. Uh, I think Igo and I both took the Knights to win and cover. I'll take UCF by seven to 10 points. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you, Clip. What do you want to give your official prediction well, I, now? Is it too early? It's never too early. I'm a little. I'm a little. I've thought about this game a lot this week, and I am worried. In fact, if I am concerned, but I'm mostly nervous. Are you nervous? I am full blown nervous for this. I am at a code red nervous. Steven, Troy, Steven, are you nervous? <laughs> All right, we went too long with that cut. <laughs> Steven, I think Steven's nervous too. Spooky season. Uh, Getting close to Halloween. I am. I am very nervous about this game. I feel like this is a back against the wall type of game for ECU. They kind of have nothing to lose. I think majority of people think ECU will lose this game. Doesn't mean they still can't get to six wins. I don't think this will be one of them. But if they can prove people wrong, and this is one of those wins, man, then you're playing with house money in many ways, and you could really rack up some wins if you can beat a UCF team like this. I don't think it'll happen, unfortunately. I think last week was a um, pressure game, must-win game for East Carolina and we're to get 2-6. Uh, this one, not as much. I agree. But if you lose it, you're still up against the eight ball. Yeah. Because you, you gotta, we're kind of counting Temple. Got to count Temple, which there's nothing. There's no easy wins. No. But let's say the Temple's a win. you got to find one more, whether it's Houston at home, on the road against Cincinnati, we're on the road at BYU. Sounds tough. So you got to win one of those three. Your probably best chance, maybe Houston at home, I would say. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, Robert on Facebook reminding her, I didn't even want to bring this up, but uh, UCF, the team that broke Marcus Crandall's leg in that game, I remember watching that live. Terrible moment. But uh, this and team. The- one week after being inducted into the Hall of Fame, UCF comes back to play on that same grass. Yeah. How about that? And Marcus is going to be there. There's been a lot of painful moments against UCF. I'm not sorry to see this series end. 
I would love to see the Pirates end it on a high note. And as I said, stick a, stick a foot in the rear of the Knights and black them out as they leave town. That's a blackout throwback. It's a blackout game. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, I did want to remind folks that is a, uh, they're encouraging folks to wear See, I think the blackout game would have been better last week against Memphis because the Knights' primary color is black. So why not do the blackout game for homecoming? But they're wearing white uniforms on the road. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Okay. Everybody's entitled to their Although opinion, I will tell you, whether I it makes it was sense weird. or not. We go, our uniforms have white helmets yet last week with the throwback, you know, the modern throwback, whatever they're calling those jerseys. And the, the Memphis Tigers come out in black and white. Did they you did. Know? That was very weird. Like, their helmets were white with the black stripes. They had the black stripes. I was like, who the hell are we playing here? Like, yeah. I was looking for the, you know, the chrome blue. Like, it was, I was almost too distracting. They have some odd and, I'll even say, ugly I, uniform choices. I thought Memphis. it was their uniforms were hideous last week, by the way, while we're talking about uniforms. We haven't talked about that. Terrible choice by the Tigers, and they deserve to lose that game. Has Navy told us what uniforms we should wear this week, by the I, way? I need to check in with Ken Neal. Evidently, Mark. they're the ones that said if you're going to do a blackout, it has to be this week. Okay. Thank you, uh, yeah. Ken, for that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they get bossed around by Navy and then lose. That was painful. That it was. Yeah. That it was. So, anyway, it is a blackout game. I will be participating, by the way. You know me. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. The, what was the first game of the year? The purple-gold thing? Yeah. I don't even know what my section was. I felt wearing what I think I, I wore whatever I felt like wearing that day. It might have even been a white shirt. I will participate in the blackout with the fans. Nobody cares. In the stands. Nobody well, cares. I, I, the marketing people care. They want people to do it. Well, you didn't so it do it the last time. What last time? The, the stripe game. No, that was the very first one. There's been multiple ones. I have participated in some of the other ones. I don't like uh, I don't like being told all the time what to wear. We know, and nobody cares what you wear. People care. Who? No, people care if they want to be. Some people like to be told what to wear, and then some people don't want to be told. Nobody what to wear. cares what you're wearing. So I'm saying I'm going to participate this time. I'm saying nobody cares. I'm saying you're wrong. Who cares? The marketing people care. They say, man, if if I'll participate, maybe others will participate, and that's why they're doing this thing. All so right. I'm trying to take the lead on this as a good pirate and say I will participate. Well, why were you a bad pirate earlier this year? Because it was I just didn't feel like participating. In so that. you're not a good pirate. I'm going to be a good pirate this week, Clip. You're already not a good pirate. You can't get out of that hole. You've proven to be a bad. Pirate. I go week by week. I w- I wasn't feeling whatever the. I didn't even. I didn't, it was too much trouble to figure out what section and was it purple? Is it gold? Too I'm, much trouble. Yes. Too much trouble. This I'm just. It's easy. I can wear black. I've got a cool black shirt. All I'm right. ready to go for this. You're wearing black. And yes, I'm wearing black. And I will I will frown upon others that don't. I will give them the That glare. would be a classic Troy D move. <laughs> Look at these people. Do not un- in black. Do unto others. How dare they? Not if you call yourself you a fan. Wish they do unto you. <laughs> you are a uh, a hip pirate. And by that I mean hypocritical. <laughs> All right. Uh, at least I'm honest. I'm an honest. You are an honest. I am honest. I just sit here and say it. I always participate. I am saying I will participate this weekend. And you know what? I'll admit when I'm wrong. John says he wakes up in the morning and asks himself, what is Troy D wearing? So you're right. People people do care. A lot of people are into trends and style and fashion. Mm -hmm. I'm one of them. You are one of those people. Good deal. For those of you wondering on radio what I'm wearing today, I've got the Vineyard Vines. um, 
lightweight hoodie on with a jeans clip because it was cold today. And my Adidas Ultra Boost. LRB says, says, Mr. I don't like to be told what to wear guy telling people to wear black. Yes, because he's a hypocritical pirate. I endorse the blackout. I always have. I think if we only did one thing, it would be the blackout. That's fine. I am supporting the blackout 100%. <laughs> Another it's question. It's the freaking white outs, purple out, gold out, freak out, this out, stripe out. I can't take it all. I can handle the blackout. Is Mr. I'm not a big dessert guy who eats dessert an honest guy? That's another good question. There's a lot of good questions floating around right now. I said I'm not questions. a big dessert guy. Doesn't mean I don't eat the occasional dessert clip. Yeah. That means I don't eat them every single day. And I'm not looking for dessert. Well, but at the point where you said that, you had been on like a four-day binge I had, of I had, I had and a two derail- in that one day where you said that, you weren't a dessert That was guy. a bad week for me. I had a derailment that week. Sometimes I've it's hard. Back. It's just hard to trust you sometimes. I've been back on track since then. All right. Went to Parker's today, did not have banana pudding. Robert wants to know, uh, did, is your ensemble today from an airport? That's a an good airport. question. What does yes. that mean? Uh, you have bought clothes oh, from oh. an airport before? <laughs> or opened on my birthday. Yeah. No, none of this is from uh, airport shopping. I do have a pirate radio lid on. Uh, that's not from an airport. These jeans were bought online. And... Uh, I think I got this from Vineyard Vines. Nick says, just like the whiteout for Navy, we are giving UCF a home field feel. That's what I said. That was why my point was to do the blackout for the night game against Memphis and and let the stadium be purple and gold for this week. So UCF thinks... That was my point. When they come in and see the crowd, they're going to think they're at a home game? Is UCF (laughs) doing a purple out when we go down to Orlando? No, they're not. Oh, my God. This is my. I do think that gives them a slight advantage of comfort. <laughs> uh, comfort advantage. UCF's got it. Yeah. What's next? We're going to be carrying swords for this weekend. Oh wait, we're pirates. I guess. Yeah. We, we got swords. We got black. Speaking of which, did you? The see game is at night. Yeah. And they call themselves the knights. Wow. I mean, what's this nonsense going to stop? Clip. Speaking of nonsense, did you see we posted this on our social media? ETSU. East Tennessee State University. Duh, Bucks. I thought they're the mocks. That's uh, Chattanooga. Oh, I'm thinking Chattanooga. I can't keep all these. Why would a team called the mocks have well, that's a, I was no quarter flag? So they're the Bucks, but they they're taking the no quarter flag, which we which was an original idea from ECU. They're not the taking it; they're using it. But that's what I mean. They're not taking it away. They're, they're not copying like us. Taking it from us, so now we can't. Do we it. can't do it anymore. Clip. We're done. <laughs> ETSU took it from us. Yeah. Go tweet at ETSU. We lost it. Uh, no, isn't that a, a terrible ripoff, though? Uh, it appears to be, yes. I mean, no quarter is very – I mean, there are a lot of things that are copied in sports. No quarter was original to ECU. Nobody was doing that in the country. In sports, yes. In sports. In pro, in college, in high school. And now, here they are copying the Pirates. Yeah. It's disgusting. Despicable. Redbeard says ECU is giving UCF a home game feel because our fans don't show up after 7:30. It's a little disappointed in the fans' attendance mm. last week. Got to be honest, for homecoming. And don't they have I, that aluminum stadium? They'll see a lot of bleachers and black, and really feel like they're at home. I feel Maybe we there's put, something to that. Feel like last week we put the home in a homecoming because too many fans stayed home. Jack says UCF doesn't even have color. No rip shot on that. That was just. Nope. Damn. Jack says UCF doesn't even have colors. They wore blue numbers last week. So that is true. We could wear any color this week, and UCF could feel like home. 
Because what did they do? The space uniforms? They had the spaceman uniforms. Yeah. Ground control to Major Tom. I did, I'm not, I, I didn't know space was located at UCF. That's a barbecue joke from earlier in the week. <laughs> you got a lot of uh, jokes Thanks. going today. I appreciate it. A lot of big time yeah. jokes. Yeah, Gus Malzahn, not a barbecue guy. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big space guy. Didn't know space was located in Orlando. Not a space guy. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Gus? I don't know, man. I He was so like nonchalant and like laid back in the press conference. It's hard. And I remember him from his SEC days. What was it, Auburn? Um, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion either way on him. I don't necessarily like him, and I don't necessarily dislike him. Does that make sense? Sure, that's fine. Yeah, I'm you don't have un- to I'm have a unde- strong opinion. No, on I'm kind of undecided, but I'm I'm looking for things to be decided on to say. Okay, I do like this guy, or this guy's an ass. He kind of is what he is. Remember, he used to always wear that sweater vest. Yeah, and had that kind of. I'm at the golf club. Look. Yeah, that's how Does he, he acts? still do that. I, I don't know. I'll it's kind of like Lincoln Riley was the vi- original one of the original visors guys, and the small visor, not the big visor, like uh, the ball coach Spurrier wears. And he he wears it every place he goes. He just changes the logo. I wonder if he still wears the sweater vest, just changes his logo. I'm it. seeing some UCF pictures. Looks like he's gone uh, just polo. I don't see. Well, there's a nope, UCF there, sweater yep, vest. There he goes. So uh, I guess it depends on the yeah. uh, the day. His favorite look seems to be the black sweater vest with the white polo underneath of it. But man, Auburn, he was a uh, vest all the time. Had to oh, tried yeah. to get the oh, Ditka look, look looks going. Like the Bears, yeah, yeah. that's kind of cool actually. So uh, keep an eye on Gus. Yeah, I used to got. wear sweater vests, but I'm like, man, what a, I just kind of outgrew it. Honestly, you outgrew it. Yeah, I think they make you kind of look old. Like you don't like sweater so vests aren't very. It. They're not very hip, you know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to... I, like, We're not I just, doing this again, are we? No, but I'm just saying, like, don't you feel like older guys are the ones that wear sweater vests a lot? Like a guy your age? <laughs> Clip. I'm not... You always try and make me like I'm old. My dad is old, okay? How old are you? Don't worry about how old. I'm middle-aged, but I'm not old. How old are you? Old enough. Why won't you say how old Why? you are? <laughs> I don't know. What's the big deal? You're not old. Just say I, I don't feel old. Right. I know. So but say. I feel like if I start dressing like an old person, then I'm going to start acting like an old person. So how old are you? Old enough to know better, Clip. <laughs> Why won't you say how old you are? I don't understand. what. That's a personal question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Get my uh, personal life out. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll have our flight by Yingling practice report. I want yes, to hear from uh, Coach Houston, maybe uh, some of the coordinators as well. As East Carolina takes on UCF, Troy has not given his official prediction yet, but certainly sounds like he's leaning towards the Knights. We will find out yeah. later on this hour. All are right. We, are we, we're not wearing white helmets, I can't confirm. No. So I do have a good feeling we'll be in black helmets pirates are one and one in white helmets this year is that a fact i believe so lost yes. to navy but the logos were different so does that have factor did we wear them at tulane i mean hmm i can't recall all right let's take a break we'll come back when we return more I ecu I football talk one and two now uh, yeah, we did wear white helmets. Yeah, one and two, one and two all time. This, white helmet this season, all time, all this time, season. like one in twelve. I think all time now. Two. 
to beat you. Oh, that's right. Two, two and 12. Yeah. All time in the white helmets. Uh, if you'd like to talk about what you're wearing to the game, let us know. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday after this. To hour one of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates for Mexican food and fun it's got to be chico's for dine-in or to go now let's head back in to prl here's clip back with you pirate radio live here on a thursday received a text from our guy bobo bo bats bo bats thanks for tuning in bo pitt county girls softball league says troy could be a great politician with his ability to not answer a direct question which uh you were elected um water and soil yeah, it's, uh, conservation. What was your title? Well, it's funny. Uh, water and soil commissioner. Commissioner. Yeah. Commish. I believe you were elected uh, as a writing candidate, and then they didn't honor the votes. Yeah, I still have a beef with that. It yeah. shows you how fixed politics are. Correct. Yeah, actually, and that's like a legit. Like there was no one on the ballot, so we did a uh, as a joke many years ago a writing campaign from this pro from this station. Yep, and our listeners responded. And they wrote my name in, and then they did not say, well, that doesn't count. The right. Then I'm like, well, why did you have a writing thing? Yeah. I actually had a legit beef with the uh, elections chair at the time, or the, the guy that runs the Pitt County elections. I've, I've never thought of him the same since. And I'm wondering, wow, if, he'll that, if he's that skewed against just the soil and water election, what's going on with the big stuff? Oh, yeah. It goes all the way to the top. Yeah. It's a real issue, but I, you know, and I, it just kind of soured me on politics, you know. And I was elected uh, student body vice president back in the day, clip in a legit election. Cool. You might not have known that. Don't know. Don't care. Yeah. Um. So you, the question was, how old are you? You will not say your yeah, age. I, I, I said I'm middle aged. And uh, yeah. Jack says, if Troy is middle aged, that means he'll live to a hundred. I could. Correct. Math. My uh, goal is. Does that to, math check out? I plan to live to 100. This train's coming down the tracks. Let me tell you, the caboose may be a little loose, uh-huh. but it likes to kick, yeah. stretch, mm-hmm. and kick. I'm 50. Mm. 50 years old. Okay. I, uh, I, right now, I'm just trying to make it through the weekend. But yes, I, my long-term goal is to make it to 100. Make it to the big. I think when, with modern medicine, the way it's going, it's possible, Clip. It is. It is very And you possible. are a big, it's possible guy. It is possible. It is also possible we're all day by day day to day we're yeah. all day to day yeah on that injury report kind of a kind of have a one day contract every day and sometimes you don't even make it through that day yep we're just happy yeah. to wake up sign that one day deal and hope we uh renew it yeah yeah that's the way we go folks this season was i told you this season could be the season that actually killed because the you had the four i've talked to so many fans that are just kind of 
part of it is I think the fans are exhausted. You know, the four home games took a lot out of everybody September. And then you come back and you have two home games back to back, both night games. So it's a full, you know, if these were both noon games, it'd be different because you could only tailgate for four hours. The game would be over in early afternoon. You could kind of have your day. This, I mean, look, night games are serious business, man. It's your whole day is ECU football. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that's just a fact. If You, you can it, make an excuse for any I'm not time. making excuses. I'm just saying why people are tired and exhausted. It's a lot of work, Fine. a lot you of commitment. You can come up with reasons for any kickoff time. Noon's too early. 7.30's too late. 3.30 is too in the middle. I got, you 3.30's know. kind of perfect. Well, for some, not for others. They got kids I think, doing stuff. I think 3.30 works good. I know you do. Yeah, well, I think I speak for the majority. You don't. I, I do. know you think you do. But you don't. Well, what what time would you like to kick off, Clip? If you were King Clip, noon, that's your perfect time. Yeah. Why is that? So I can get out of here at a decent. Time. So it's selfish. It's all about you, isn't it? Absolutely. See, that's what I'm talking about. But I'm not speaking for everyone. I'm speaking for myself. Right. You speak for everyone. Correct. You don't see the difference there? Nope, not at all. Exactly. I speak for the majority. You speak for yourself. That's selfish. I'm looking. The needs of many outweigh the needs of one. So what time is your perfect kick? Three thirty. Okay. Because it's of, good for the restaurants. Because of the people. People let out. They go to eat dinner at our local restaurants. Many of our great sponsors here at Pirate Radio. Mm. It's good for the fans. They don't have to wake up super early. They can ease into tailgating. Noon's better. It's good for, for folks. It's good for folks that want to go to a, get takeout from restaurants for tailgating. I've talked to many, many restaurant owners. You talked to a lot of they people. They all agree three thirty for restaurants is the best time. You've talked to fans and restaurants. I feel owners. like I am their restaurant spokesman on this. And the fan spokesman. And fans do like it. Yeah. A lot of fans like. How do y'all feel start? out there having Troy D being your spokesman? I'm curious about that. I, I've been I've been the fan spokesman for years. Clip. Mm. I feel like I speak for the the majority of Pirate Nation. Will's going to guess that you're 51, and since you won't say your age now, everybody can guess how oh, old guess. Troy D is. Yeah, throw out a guess. If you did not know though. You had knew nothing about me. How old would you think? Just based on... <laughs> well, how would you even venture a well, guess? Personality and looks. Some might say 18. <laughs> Who says that? Who are these people? <laughs> no, I'm saying how I act. That was a joke. Okay. You said looks and then when 18... We can base looks, some, many would say in their 30s. Who? A lot of people. I've met many people that think I'm 35. <laughs> oh, my God. You, 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 and these people. It's a true story. Yeah. Why are you in denial of this? Because I'm not younger than you. Is that what this? You're not that guy. Is this all about you again, Clip? (laughs) It's about your people. All these people you talk to. These people. Uh, You don't worry about my people. I'm not worried about your people. I'm not worried. I'm nervous about you. You should be nervous. Are you nervous? We need to get the flight by Yingling practice report. because this show is way too much about me right now. It is. And Troy thinks the people should hear from the coach. I do believe the majority of people would agree 3.30 is a great kickoff this time of year, especially. Like I know. Night, you know, I think it's – I, I, I kind of agree with Ellerby on this one. Scale it as the year goes on. Early first month, se- September, have a night game, 7 o'clock. October, 3.30. November, noon. Yeah, 3.30. That's how it should go. It's certainly the – In a perfect scenario. Time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's hear from Mike Houston yesterday after practice. How about them pirates? How about them freaking pirates? Freaking. That's right. How about those freaking pirates? Man. Wow. Do you think he spit on the mic when he said that? uh, He's got to. I like, I got to tell you, and I don't know, Shirley, if you can pull it up. You're pretty amazing, so I know you can probably do it. It was on ECU's Twitter feed, ECU Athletics. Um, They were getting ready to come into the tunnel. 
Yeah, we played that yesterday. Yeah, can we? Pull but for folks Charlie. that might have missed it, um, Troy's people only listen when Troy's on. <laughs> so I didn't say that. No, but, it's true. Okay, the but people that, do that. The people you talk to are only tuned in Mondays and there, Thursdays. There are some people that might tune in, <laughs> but I hope they. Do tune you think in there's the any people that don't tune in when you're on? Uh, probably so. That okay. could be too. All right. I, I, I you know what? To... Thank you for answering. Yes, that. that's but, fair. <laughs> I do think there's a few, but hopefully not the majority. Hopefully not. Um. All right. I was going to make a joke. I am one of those people that tune in when I'm on. Oh, definitely. You're tuned in. There. <laughs> All right. Here is this. This was last. This was posted this week. I believe it was from a week ago. Coach Houston in the tunnel. Now I cannot. I haven't gotten confirmation whether this was before the game or coming out at halftime. Um. But either way, it was right. I think it was before the game, right before the Pirates took the field. Here's what he had to say. No excuses! You take care of business! You do your damn job! That is the same message we're going to have at our staff meeting on Monday. (laughs) Except I'm going to have Ellerby deliver that message. Ellerby's going to deliver that one. No excuses! What, did he, what was it again? No excuses and then do your damn job. I'm missing something. No excuses. Hit it one more time, Shirley. <laughs> Whoa. No excuses. Woman down. Do your damn job. <laughs> this is why we need more of this. Bite me. <laughs> All right. I'm missing something. He said there was three parts to it. No. Here it is. No excuses. Love it. You take care of business! Take care of business! You do your damn job! Do your damn job. God, I love that. What a great, concise message. And that, once again, transcends sports. That's good for football. It's good for any sport. It's good for business. You could run that. It's good for fans that have to go to games later than they want to go. That could be your pastor saying that. No excuses. Do your damn job. Show up to the game. Yes. No matter your job, the time. A job could be many things. Yeah. Do your damn job. No excuses. Do your damn job. And what? God. <laughs> What's the last part? Dude. We're not playing it again. No, just say it. Just tell me. Why'd I go blank on it? Take care of business. Take care of business. That's it. Jeez. God. See? Somebody needs to remind you. <laughs> no at the excuses. Staff <laughs> Take care of business. No, 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 no. Know Shirley. your damn job. Those <laughs> damn those job. words are only for us, not for Troy. <laughs> no excuses. Oh, they don't apply to Troy. No, 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 no. Oh. I, I was not aware no that they did not apply. Take care of business. Do your damn job. You got it. Yeah. I love that. Like, that's a great motto. That could replace love, care, surf. Troy would be on the sidelines uh, <laughs> right before kickoff. Coach, what was the second thing you said? I, is it bad I'd have to read it off a cue card? What was the... Uh, <laughs> All right, guys, listen up. No excuses! Yeah, Troy's like a walk-on in street clothes. He goes, hey, coach, um, what was that second part? <laughs> um, I'm doing my job. I don't have an excuse. I, I'm but supposed to be taking care of what now? <laughs> what am I taking care of? Uh, for folks that missed it, like John Bowman uh, on Facebook Live, he says, five-point dogs. What's your opinion, Troy D? <sighs> I, I just don't have a good vibe right now. I don't have a feeling. I, I I really want EC to pull off this upset. I do think they're capable of it. But if I had to put if I had to put you know my money where my mouth was, I think I'm taking UCF. I hate to say it. And I think UCF covers by at least a touchdown. There you go. Folks, yeah. uh, make sure you tune in to the fifth quarter. It's great because people watch the same game but have different opinions on what they saw. Mm-hmm. Much like uh, this program, Austin says 
Troy is so young, he forgets things he heard 10 seconds ago. See? The next guy says, uh, John, Troy is definitely over middle age with this memory. So See? they both there heard the same thing, and they can't tell if you're old or young. It's a great microcosm of life. <laughs> we watch the same thing. We see the same thing. We have two totally different perspectives. So look a little salty. That's the way it is in sports and politics and everything. Let's get to Mike Houston. Flight by Yingling practice report. The Do next generation of light beer. Don't just raise a glass. Raise the bar. Flight by Yingling. Available wherever beer is sold. Here was Mike Houston from Wednesday. All right. We got a little fall weather. Uh, cooler temperatures, so uh, you know, really feels like late uh, late football season. So that's good. So, um, good couple of days of practice this week. Obviously, got a big challenge Saturday night. Um, you know, the more you watch them, I just think uh, you know, just a really, really talented uh, UCF team, very solid football team. So, um, our guys will be ready to play, though. Questions? Coach, we talked a lot about their offense this week, but I mean, their defense, they were only giving up 20 points in one game. Right. That was the Louisville. So, what do you see from that side of the ball? I uh, see a bunch of plays together really, really well. I mean, obviously, you know, all three levels, they are very athletic, run very, very well. Um, you know, got a lot of guys uh, back from last year, but they just play really well together. Um, you know, uh, the linebackers are very, very active. The D linemen, uh, you know, those two edge edge guys have been there for a couple of years. And, you know, the one in particular is, uh, you know, really athletic off the edge. Um, but I just think they play very well together. Uh, and I'll, like I said uh, the other day, I don't know what they rank statistically in the country. But uh, like you said, I mean, 20 points to Louisville is the most they've given up. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're going to have to execute very well in order to move football. So it was the longest game in ECU history Saturday night. How have, how has the team responded this week, and how are they feeling to moving? Good. I mean, we I mean you know we uh, backed off a little bit on Sunday just because it was so late. And we got done Saturday night uh, and really just stressed them recovery Sunday Monday, uh, but was very very pleased with the way uh, we responded and practiced yesterday. Uh, and so I thought we looked sharp. Now, we'd, you know, this time of the year, they got to do a great job taking care of their body, which I was kind of why I stressed to them as we finished practice today and, you know, get a good night's sleep the next couple of nights. Um, but I think we've recovered well. We talked to the players yesterday, and they also stressed recovery, getting in the training room one, two times a day. But some of the players that were here last year, we talked to the bad taste in their mouth about UCF and how the game ended last year. How have they been responding to practice? The returners? Yeah. Okay. And motivating the Well, I mean, I, I think that, you know, through. we lost a close one down there last year, and that's, uh, you know, that was tough. I mean, we played very, very well. But uh, every year is a new year, and every team's a new team. So, you know, they've got a lot of, a lot of guys who were on that field last year also. So they, you know, they remember winning a close game against us. But, uh, you know, last year, I don't know how much impact because they're just – UCF's a little bit different this year with, uh, you know, having a, a different style quarterback there. So, uh, you know, I, I think that they, uh, you know, we, we got a challenge Saturday night. How have you found the balance of, you know, placing importance on these games moving forward, but also playing kind of stress-free? And just well, I, I, think, I think the big thing is just, you know, focusing on what's right in front of you. And that's why, you know, we talk about every week. You, know, you worry about just that team that week. You know, you, last week's over with. Not worried about anything after that. Just worried about UCF right now. Uh, the big focus right now during the week is really on us. Uh, I mean, they watch film. Uh, they know who we're playing, all that stuff. But right now, we're focused on you know having a great practice tomorrow. You know, that's the that's the real thing. And 
you know, what was what I really stressed last week that I thought the, the players did just an outstanding job with is, you know, we had three really good practices, but then Friday and Saturday, just our focus and concentration and walkthroughs and film and meetings was just really outstanding. And I thought we were very prepared to play. You know, I've, I've told many people when we left the hotel Saturday afternoon, I knew we were going to play well. Now, I mean, I've looked like that the first seven or eight minutes of the game. Uh, but it did not surprise me the way we played Saturday night because of the job that they did focusing. Um, I think that, you know, it is, it is a fine line between, you know, being ready to play but being kind of relaxed and focused. Y'all are about to go in the eighth straight game without open dates. Does it help having a veteran team as far as knowing how to like handle their bodies through this stretch? Yeah, I mean, it helps having an older team. Yeah, it's, it's a grind now. Um, you know, you, you ideally don't want your open date as late in the season as we have it this year. But, you know, this schedule was made, you know, long before I was ever hired. So. Has having so many open, I mean, home dates, home games help that stretch? Sure. I mean, that's, you know, it, I, I would I would prefer to have this many home games every year. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's great for our kids. It's great for our fans. Uh, obviously, you know, Daddy Ficklin Stadium is a, tough place to play so it uh, you know that, that helps us too so um, I'm all for a scheduled seven to eight home games however many we can schedule there is Mike Houston from Wednesday after practice as he gets ready for a very good UCF team we've been talking them up have we been talking them up too much because Newton ain't buying it he's not buying this he says UCF hasn't played anyone that is nationally ranked nor have they played outside the state of Florida their defense isn't as good as NC State's was. They are not nationally ranked. They only played Louisville. They lost that game at home. 20-14. to 14. Only away game was at FAU. They played South Carolina State, won 56-10. Uh, at Florida Atlantic, 40-14. to 14. Georgia Tech, 27-10. SMU, 47-19. And then Temple last week, 70 70- to 13 the the game that opened my eyes a little bit was the smu game where they pounded them pretty good on a uh, midweek night but you know it, newton's is correct in one regard i mean they have not played a murderer's row of opponents this year so yeah uh that does give you some hope that uh when they play a a team that is on par with them which ecu could be what could happen we'll see newton trying to give the positive outlook on this game yeah, I was trying to work in a um, gravity joke with that. Still, well, I mean, the still thinking the gravity of this game. There you go. Yeah, thank you. Something with that. So a lot of this game has a lot of weight. Yeah, on yeah. it. All right, we'll figure it out through the break. Yeah, let's take a break. Thank, thank you, Newton, for listening. By the way, we'll come back and talk Newton, more. He's Newton, listening, listening or watching. By the way, he is on YouTube. So he's a perfect person. To give us a like and to smash that like button. Yeah, let's get some likes. Why, why haven't more people done that, guys? Great question. And why am I the one having to bring this up? Because... Chandler, we're 47 minutes into the show, and I'm the first person to bring up a per- for someone to like and smash. You know what? I'm proud of you, Troy D. And that's what the people should do. Yeah, I'm going to practice. Smash the like. Smash the sub. Quit messing around. If you're tuning in, thank you, first of all. But a big thank you if you smash the like and you smash the sub. Get the liking, guys. I am practicing when I preach clip. Get those likes get up. Those likes on, on Facebook, on YouTube. I'm going to give you a love. I got I a love. love. 
Look at all those hearts. I'm going to give you a care. <laughs> Do you care? I Look care. at all those hearts coming in. Yeah, this is great to yeah. see. Rich profile picture <laughs> yeah. and you of him in Nashville yeah. on top of a rooftop. You guys are funny. <laughs> I'm going to give you a funny. We'll be back after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006 and are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC uh, take let me try that sentence again. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Party back with you here on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We've got Kevin Monroe, Blake Prohl, and the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, all joining us hour two of today's show. Good timing with Blake Prohl. As he's been reactivated. Yeah, he's been injured uh, really since the start of his NFL career last year, heading into the regular season. Got hurt, and uh, he, he'll tell us the story. We talked to Blake yesterday, so we'll air that interview coming up today. But he is healthy and now on the practice squad for the Vikings. So uh, that is awesome to, uh, awesome to hear. All right, uh, Troy, we've talked about the game. We have. You, you want to throw out a score? ECU, UCF. I must say 31-21, UCF. All right. And let me say, I hope I'm wrong. <coughs> Obviously, I hope it's 31-21, ECU. And just in case it is, save that 31-21, ECU. You're Take that quote out of context. Both sides thing. Yeah. No, I, but I'm going to pick ucf first this is the first time you if picked UC- against east carolina if ucf can't win then i'll go with east carolina this is the first time you've picked against ecu no i went against uh ecu at some point earlier this year um and i believe it was i think i went against us at one game well let me see no i thought we'd beat state thought we'd beat odu thought we'd beat campbell thought we'd beat navy tulane yes tulane i thought we would lose and we did that's it I picked right. against us at Tulane. I had a bad feeling about that. And the, remember the white helmets did it for me? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of on the fence with Tulane. They announced we were wearing the white helmets on the road. That's right. And I, I remember on the, it, and it came out like while we were on the air. I said, that's it. I'm done. We're going to lose that game. Sure enough, we have. Speaking of which, do we have we a uh, uniform reveal for today? They usually put that out on Thursdays. So well, I mean, it's it. I, not much of a reveal. It's going to be black pants, black shirt, black helmet. If it's not, what the hell are we doing? A blackout for should wear all white. I mean, here's my thing. If we're asking the fans to wear all black, surely the team's going to be in all black. True. Right? Yeah. If the team if they don't have the team in black helmets, black jerseys and black pants, I'm never participating in another color out game again. All right? So strongly I feel about this. All right. A black If you're going to go blackout, go all in. They are. Why are you What is they are? You look a little salty. They are. Have you seen the field? Even that logo is painted black. Yes. I like it. It looks good. All right. Yeah. So stop instigating. <laughs> You're trying to wind everyone up, Clip. 
I see what you're doing here. To rewind that real quick, I said, has the team put out the uniform? See, you're out. So and then now you you're, took it you're from making there. accusations. You took it from there. Well, why haven't they put it out is what you're really saying. Where is it? Are they going to go in all white instead? <laughs> My goodness gracious. I think you should bring a a color. You should have like a, a color closet shirt. in your vehicle that you take to the tailgate with a shirt of every color. What's funny, you mentioned that games like this, like this weekend, last weekend, I have like a semi-clot because it starts like summertime it's it starts spring early and then it goes into summer it's so hot during the tailgate then it falls back to fall and then by the time it's halftime of the game it's like winter you've got to dress for all seasons this time of year you should have a shirt for every color ready to go on moments notice but i, I had to bring i had to bring a shirt i had to bring a, uh, a hoodie hell i might have a tank top this week that would be a good look more, I'm more of the cutoff sleeves than a tank top guy. Are you? Yeah. I used to uh, have shirts with cutoff sleeves a lot, and I like that look. I'm more of the sleeveless shirt look than a tank top guy. Interesting. You'll go sleeveless like, shirt, but not vest. Correct. Okay. Vest is different. Vest, you have a shirt underneath of it. Well, you don't have to. But the, I haven't worn a sleeveless shirt in a while, but I think I'm going back to that this summer some. How's the, uh, do you got some tone up there in the arms? I'm working on it for next summer. Yeah. It gives me six months to get jacked. What happened this past summer? Well, I was, I was, I was a starter. Like, I'm getting there. All right. I was working on it, but I'm not where I want to be. But if I work hard enough this next six months, then I could afford to rip off the shirts of some, or, or the sleeves of some shirts. Are we ever really where we want to be? And if we are, should you strive for something greater? Think about that. Well, Clip, that's a great point. <laughs> and I think you're never where you want to be. There, yeah. there is no final destination. I agree. I like to end it you're on, on a, a... We're on a constant journey of betterness. Right. Yep. I like to end it on those notes. That's good. Give like people it. something to think about. Look in the mirror and uh, no, improve you're, yourself. You're constantly trying to be better than what you were yesterday. 1%, Clip. 1%. Win the day. One more. Think about all those things, folks. Have you actually thought about those? How have you bettered yourself today than yesterday? Uh, i got to be honest. I haven't. Yeah. So, so you're, you're negative percent today. Yeah. You went backwards today. Today was I'm going to need a 2% day tomorrow to make up for it. I'll get some 2% milk on the way home to make up for it. All right, Troy. We'll talk to you I, at the tailgate. Yeah. And I'm already sporting the black pirate radio lid. That's gray. That's black. It's just faded from the beach. So it's not black anymore. It is black. No, it's, it's not. It was originally black. Okay, that is fair. But that hat is okay, not black. It's faded from like wear and tear. I can't remember what hat I'm wearing. You've got the purple uh, wood Oh, ducks. yes, the purple hat. Yeah. Uh, God, you think I can't remember stuff? At least I know what hat I'm on. Yeah. You need a blacker hat, though, for the game uh, Saturday. Well, I didn't say this is what I'm wearing to the game. If it was a gray out. Which will probably be next. That'll be the next thing we have. Next home game, a gray out. The only thing we haven't had. We've had a stripe out, a gold out, a purple out, are a you, black out. Why not have a gray out? I do have a lot of cool gray shirts. Are you going to the ECU basketball game, the first game of the season? Uh, which is actually, I was, just was at Media Day yesterday. Tuesday, November 8th, for folks that are wondering. Are you going? Against Mercer, 7 p.m. Uh, I will try. 
I have to try. Well, I don't know my schedule. Clip, right now, I'm just trying to get through October. I worry about November, November. If you go to that game, I, will you wear gold as uh, Mike Schwartz requested of you? <laughs> I just, I'm not willing to commit to that right now. And of all our colors, the gold looks the worst on me, honestly. I'm not willing to. Oh, man. I like black. I like purple. I like gray. I'll settle for white. I just don't know about this gold out stuff. All right. Just, I'm not willing curious. to commit to that. All right. I am all in on the blackout, though. I would like folks to know. He's all and in I encourage blackout. others to wear black to the game to support your ECU Pirates. Great hour to kick us off today, Troy D. Thank you, Clip. It was wonderful being here. Talk with you at the tailgate zone. We'll, uh, we'll go live to the Pirate Radio tailgate zone for a few check-ins coming up on Saturday. Our pregame coverage begins 3.30 on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. And Tony Collins is confirmed for 5 o'clock. Good to know. And it was, what did I say earlier in the show? Did I say his daughter was... Uh, yeah. Was okay, it was his daughter. I can, I think I texted him his sister. It was his daughter that was sat with us. Terry is her name, I found out. All right. Didn't ask about Terry. I'll and evidently Terry is single, by the way. Interesting. Found that out too. So you can't say what age you are, but you can tell people that Tony Collins' daughter is single. Yes, she is. Very personal information. Well, you know, she's a very nice, very nice person. Does she date older white men? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to break. Define date. <laughs> We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Talk to Kevin Monroe, who will join us on the Pit Electric Live line. No flags on the field. No flags on the field, Jeff. More to go on Pi Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Getting you ready for East Carolina UCF. Big game coming up Saturday night, 7.30 under the lights, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Let's talk about it with Kevin Monroe, who will be on the call alongside Jeff Charles. He joins us on the Pit Electric Live line on this Thursday. Kevin, how you doing, man? I'm good, Cliff. Hope you are. Yes, sir. Doing well. And I guess, Kevin, since you uh, did not call the previous two ECU games they needed to make up for, make sure you got your hours in. So they gave you a four-hour, four-overtime game uh, last Saturday at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Longest game in East Carolina football history, and it went the Pirates' way. How about that one, Kevin? You don't see many of those. You, you sure don't. And it, it was it's kind of funny. I commented to Jeff you know, around the second quarter, hey, this game's moving along pretty quickly, which is Oof. kind of the announcer's call of death right there. So I should have known something was coming. And uh, as you know, I was able to go to the uh, go to Philadelphia on Sunday, and I had an 8 a.m. flight. So I got, mm. got to my house at 2.30, and I was up at about 5.30 to get to the airport. 
Rough one there, uh, but man, uh, Pirates pulling out the win on Saturday night. And uh, Kevin, how about down 17 to nothing? Uh, you needed something good to happen. The offense gave him a drive and a score. And then Malik Fleming, crucial play to get that interception, that return, set him up for another score because that thing could have gotten ugly uh, and it, it looked like it was going to get ugly. Uh, but man, kudos to the Pirates for uh, bouncing back there. Yeah, a couple of good things about that because you get down seventeen nothing, and I don't think you know people think that's out of reach, but it's it, it's at least a, a daunting, uh, you know, almost insurmountable uh, amount of points, and so the it gets into the heads of the fans. And if you can imagine going into halftime down seventeen nothing, I bet we would have lost a good bit of fans. But you get that score, you get the interception, uh, takes it down, get another score, and now it's seventeen thirteen. Even though you you, you mess up the extra point. And now people are feeling good. People feel like we can come back. People feel like we're still in this game. We can win. And so it seemed like most of the fans, if not all the fans, stayed through halftime. Uh, and that was good because those late-night games, you know, you've got your kids out there. You don't want to, you know, stay too long. So it was good to have the fans in the game. They were a big deal late, especially in overtime. So uh, that, that interception by Malik Fleming was huge. And then the other pick, Julius Wood, that's got to be a DB's dream, Kevin, to get that ball and have some open field and some blockers ahead of you. And then for Julius Wood to be able to elude, uh, I think, three different tacklers, dive into the end zone, uh, reliving his uh, offensive glory days in high school probably, that was uh, a super impressive return, one of the best defensive returns we've seen in a while. Yeah, I, I listened to you guys on the postgame show, and I, and I heard that you did some some crack research to find that he was a receiver in high school. So that was pretty cool. He looked like it. And I always love talking about defensive players. You probably heard me say this before, but I love defensive players in the return game as kickoff returners, as punt returners, because I love Malik Fleming at punt returners. I always felt like defensive players take every time they get the ball in their hands, they don't take it for granted. They, they, they feel like this may not happen again for a while. I'm going to go score with it. Uh, offensive guys, they get the ball so much, whether it be running backs and receivers. Sometimes they run out of bounds. Sometimes they go down too easy. I don't feel like they're as tough as defensive guys. They don't want it as much. And so to have a, have a guy get the ball in his hands, knowing that these interceptions come few and far between, uh, he was he was going to get in that end zone. He was bound and determined. And that those couple of cutbacks and that dive it was pretty cool to watch. Kevin Monroe joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Kevin, you hear today in sports, uh, in the NBA, they call it load management. Uh, in the NFL, you hear a lot about, you know, are we overusing McCaffrey? Are we overusing Alvin Kamara? Uh, you know, how do you – we want to keep these guys fresh. But you're also trying to win games. And and I thought about some of that the other night when Keaton Mitchell gets 33 touches, 29 carries, four catches, and uh, he was huge in overtime as well. And so that is, you know, Rajay Harris being out, of course. I think Marlon Gunn kind of banged up right now. Maybe they don't trust uh, Camaro Edmonds or any other young running back to go in. So they gave Keaton the load, and boy, did, did Keaton respond in a big way. I mean, he stepped up big time. It was fun to watch him run because just a week ago, he was really struggling, at least yeah. in my opinion. I felt like he didn't have that burst. And, uh, and it, you know, he, he said after the game he still wasn't 100%, which we'll have to believe him. He knows his body, but he sure looked good. He looked fast out there. He was hitting the hole. And the one thing that Jeff and I commented on during the game was he was running hard. Like, in between tackles, he was running through guys. He was dragging guys. And so that's not normally his brand of football. He normally, you know, he shoots through the, through the seam and gets gone, or he goes around the edge and gets gone. But he was running in between the tackles, running hard. And then, you know, the, the catch, when he, he made the catch on the outside, and made the guy miss to get in the end zone, which was huge to keep the game going. I uh, just couldn't, couldn't say anything more about that kid. He played a heck of a game. So the Pirates knock off Memphis, who was a, you know, a few minutes away from being 
I guess five and one, six and one, whatever, and top twenty-five. But they lost that game to Houston. Now you take on a UCF team who is a head-scratching loss uh, at home against Louisville, away from being top twenty-five, probably top twenty. They're receiving votes in the top twenty-five. But man, Kevin, these numbers UCF's putting up offensively and defensively, very impressive. We'll start offensively with uh, John Rice Plumley and what he's been able to do. Uh, really running the football, but also throwing four touchdowns in the win over Temple. This offense, uh, fast as they are every year, but Gus Malzahn, uh, it looks like he has his quarterback in place, and they're putting up a lot of points this year. Yeah, the first thing I like to look at when I'm researching quarterbacks is their completion percentage, because if you're completing you know, 50% or below, I'm not worried about you, because just, that just tells me even when you have open receivers, you're bound to miss one. But if you get in the 60s and over, uh, then now we got to be concerned that, that, you know, six out of 10 times you're going to complete that pass uh, or more. And so, you know, John Reese Plumley, he's, he's throwing it about almost 64%. And then touchdowns to interceptions, 11 to three. I mean, those things are solid numbers, 252 passing per game. But, oh, by the way, he's the team's leading rusher. And so anytime you have that combination of being able to run and throw, you know, we, we hear he was a receiver just a year ago. And so, you know, he's good at getting in and out of his cuts. You know, he's pretty quick. Uh, that's a that's a major concern. Last week versus Memphis, it looked like Miles Berry was tabbed with uh, with spying that quarterback because he was a pretty good runner too. Uh, and Miles did a great job. There, there wasn't a, there weren't a whole lot of scrambles where he was getting downfield and making plays with his feet. So you got to fi- figure that the Pirates will do something similar. Um, you know they don't they don't show their hand from game to game, but they'll do something similar. Have somebody spying him, keeping him in the pocket, containing him, make sure he doesn't kill us with his feet. But you're right, this offense uh, very dangerous couple different running backs that can run the ball successfully. Everybody's close to four yards a carry or more. Uh, a few receivers with some touchdowns. Uh, they can do it all. So they, this is, they, you know, putting up 40 points a game or more. Uh, and, and that's just, that's, that's UCF football uh, in a nutshell. Their last three coaches have all, have all been successful there. Uh, and no different here in the Malzahn. Yeah, putting up 41, allowing just 14. And going into this one, it sounds like, a similar recipe to what ECU has seen in Tulane and Navy, where it sounds like they don't blitz a lot. Mark Daniels, the play-by-play voice of the Knights, joined us earlier this week, said they won't blitz you. They'll kind of sit back, rely on their defensive line to, to get pressure and and just body you up there in the secondary. They have some tall cornerbacks, something that Isaiah Winstead pointed out when he joined us the other day. Uh, so, Kevin, we, this might come down to uh, decision-making from old nailers. Where does the ball go? Get it out. Uh, to the to the uh, the man quickly and and as you talked about earlier against South Florida, winning one on one battles. It sounds like they like to go man to man, so you could see some one on one opportunities this Saturday. Yeah, you know this defense is good because as you said, they're only giving up fourteen points a game, uh, so that's impressive. But on the, on the ground, only one twenty four on the ground and through the air, only two twelve. So those are solid numbers. They only have two interceptions all year long. If you think back to the. Uh, I think it was Memphis had nine interceptions. That's a, that's well above average, but two is well below average. But they've got 29 pass breakups. So they're getting their hands on footballs. They're just not catching them very often. So I don't know if those guys back there just don't have very good hands or just in bad luck or what. But they got, as he said, big, strong defensive backs. They're everywhere getting their hands on the footballs. Uh, 11 sacks. So they're putting some pressure on quarterbacks. So it, you're right. He's going to get the ball out quick. He's going to have to be accurate with his passes. He's got to make the right decisions or he's going to find himself 
if not getting picked off, getting balls knocked to the ground a bunch. Kevin Monroe joining us, Pitt Electric Live Line. They sound like ECU's defense in another sense, Kevin. I've heard a lot of bend but don't break. They'll give up, uh, you know, a drive or two here, but they will bow up when uh, teams get in the red zone. Got the, uh, what, number one red zone defense coming into this week. So, sounds similar to the Pirates in that regard. Could be some some big plays up and down the field, but who can cash it in in the red zone? That's going to be a key this weekend. Yeah, and the Pirates have been good most of the year in the red zone offensively. They've found a way to score. Haven't been great when it comes to kicking field goals and extra points. Uh, but, I, but I like what I saw from Conrad this past week. Uh, but in terms of putting the ball in the end zone, they've been pretty good. And so, yeah, Pirates got to find a way to make the right calls as they get inside uh, the 20, find a way to, to, to mix up the run in the pass, maybe not put as much on a guy like Keaton Mitchell, hopefully, uh, you know, the receivers you know, spread that thing out. Isaiah Wednesday was, you know, far and away the best player uh, last week in the receiving game, but like to get TJ going a little bit more. I see those tight ends more involved. But yeah, the, the team that can put the ball in the end zone and, and, and get six instead of three is going to be a team that wins this game. Kevin Monroe joining us. We always like to talk a little NFL before we uh, let you go on Thursdays, Kevin. And uh, in most years, if you're four and two in the NFC East, you got like a two game lead in the division, but not this year. Uh, the Cowboys actually look it up at a couple teams. The Giants at five and one, and of course the Eagles. Cooper Rush, uh, rough one the other night in Philadelphia, but help could be on the way. Kevin is uh, is Dak ready to go this Sunday? Yeah, I'm here. I'm hearing that he's ready to go, uh, and I'm I'm honestly glad that he didn't play uh, uh, on Sunday night. It was a, I was in the stadium. It was a, a harsh environment. Uh, it would have been a tough first game back for him. And God knows, had he gone in there and lost after Cooper Rush had won four in a row, that would have just been <laughs> controversy like crazy. So uh, Cooper struggled a little bit. Dak's coming back. Uh, I'm excited about that. The Lions aren't the best team in the NFL, so I think that this is a game that a good one to bring him back in. So we'll see how it goes, but. Uh, the Pirates or the, the Cowboys have already faced the Giants, beat them, <coughs> faced the Commanders. You know how that went, and so and so now they face the Eagles. So they've got a chance to look at everybody in the NFC so far. Yeah, I've been to road environments with East Carolina football, Kevin. I've never been to uh, to see Washington play an opposing team, and I've always said the you know my least favorite pick. Uh, I'll, I'll never go see a Washington game in Philadelphia. That just sounds miserable. So when you go to that, Kevin, are you wearing your your Cowboys gear? Or are you just trying to blend in? Like you don't want batteries thrown at you. So uh, how do you handle that? <laughs> So we've talked a little bit about what I do for a living. I've been a financial yeah. advisor, and I've got some clients, and I have clients on both teams, right? So I have, I have clients on the, on the Cowboys and clients on the Eagles. So, I, yeah, I never wear gear when I'm going, you know, for my job. And so, matter of fact, after the game, I went down kind of in the player area for the, for the Philadelphia Eagles and saw three or four guys. So, uh, yeah, that, that wouldn't have worked had I put on my Cowboys. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I, I, just me in general, I probably would never wear my gear to, a, to an away game, you know, I'll go and I might cheer a little bit. Matter of fact, a uh, quick story, I went to, to Dallas probably seven, eight years ago uh, in, in Jerry World, and uh, after the game, they were playing They were playing the Redskins, they were the Redskins at the time, uh, they they won the game, Cowboys won the game, but after the game I went to go see some uh, Redskins players, and one of, the, one of the wives said to me, hey, I think I saw you on the Jumbotron, cheering for the Cowboys. And I was like, what, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> so I, le- I learned my, I learned my lesson and not do that. Anymore. Kevin Monroe, he's a chameleon. Well done, uh, Kevin. Good strategy there. Kevin, uh, have a great call Saturday night. Another late one. 
and then uh and man we got three saturdays off in a row after that trust me i've uh, i've been looking forward to that got a friday night game then a bye week then another friday night game so uh we got another late one this saturday but a little bit of a uh a breather coming up well i am uh just for you i'll be headed to uh to washington to see the commanders in green bay on sunday so i'll have to let you know how that goes good deal uh i tell you what if there's a time to play green bay it might be right now they are really really struggling and they don't look very good yeah rogers is moping around so maybe we uh, maybe we can get them on sunday kevin appreciate it as always man we'll talk to you again soon yeah man thanks for having me all right there is kevin monroe joining us pit electric live line uh chandler just checked in and said can confirm with kevin monroe was that lincoln lincoln financial field with my cowboys jersey on and it was absolute hell met several other cowboys fans dressed in all black going incognito uh he said with all that being said i would go back yeah you gotta be pretty brave to uh rock your opposing team's apparel to uh an eagles game i just think i wouldn't uh deal with the headache of all that but uh, thanks to Kevin Monroe for joining us. He'll be on the call. Big one on Saturday night. Let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. We'll talk to former Pirate receiver Blake Prohl. He is with the Minnesota Vikings. We recorded this interview yesterday when he was kind of in limbo where he got waived but made it through rave waivers. And uh, yet late yesterday afternoon, they uh, added him to the practice squad. So we talk football, ECU, music, and more. You'll hear from Blake Prohl when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Have you heard? Winslow's is now 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room. And with a brand new look, 5th Street Hardware also has a new menu and serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through sunday plus brunch starting at 10 30 on saturdays and sundays you can follow fifth street hardware uh on instagram for the latest events and specials it's a new look a new name but it's the same location right on fifth street beside the state theater now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip brock back with you pirate radio live you could argue one of the strengths of this year's east carolina team and we didn't have it this way going into the year, but uh, receivers and this receiver room, especially what Isaiah Winstead has done, C.J. Johnson. Uh, Jalen Johnson, when he's been able to play, he's been banged up recently. We hope to get Josiah Hatfield more in the mix, but got to throw in Ryan Jones, Shane Calhoun, those guys as well. Uh, it has become a strength on this team, and a uh, former Pirate that used to do it uh, here, Blake Prohl, is now with the Minnesota Vikings, and looking back at uh, Blake's numbers here at East Carolina had 130 catches in his three seasons for almost 1,600 yards and nine touchdowns. So just a very stable, consistent receiver uh, for this East Carolina football team trying to make it in the NFL. Injuries have not cooperated up to this point. 
uh but we were able to catch up with blake prohl yesterday and uh during the interview you'll hear him talk about the position he was in uh, at the time of the conversation which was he got waived by the vikings but they already told him that they would add him to the practice squad if he cleared waivers and was not picked up by another team he did clear waivers and he is now on that vikings practice squad let's hear the the conversation from uh, wednesday with former pirate and current viking blake pro blake how you doing I'm great. Thank you guys for having me. Yes, sir. And uh, in the uh, the football business and the music business, we'll talk about both of those items. Uh, but as we sit here, we are recording this on a Wednesday afternoon, so things could change by the time this airs. But as it sits currently, uh, Blake, what is your status? You know, in the NFL, your status uh, with the Vikings as we speak. Yeah. So um, I've been on injury reserve since my uh, since my repair on my knee. And um, I recently came off of uh, the pup list and was given a two-week evaluation period where I can practice with the team and be evaluated and see if I'm healthy. And um, I did a pretty good job. So um, what happens is for me to get put on practice squad, they got to waive me for 24 hours. And if I clear waivers by 3 o'clock today, um, I'll be signed to the practice squad. So kind of just, you know, it's a little bit of a waiting game today, but... So yeah, we got our fingers crossed for that. Yeah, so I guess I don't. There's not a bad case scenario here. Either you get picked up by another team, or you're going to be on the Vikings yeah. practice squad. Is that kind of how you read it? Yep, pretty much. That is. Yeah. Hey, there's. I don't think there's anything bad that could come from it. So awesome. Sure. And Blake, uh, man, you've had to show, I guess, a lot of patience here. If if I remember correctly, you were you had a great uh, preseason with the Vikings, and it wasn't. Uh, too long before you're about ready to get going with what preseason the regular season you suffered an injury and you've just been what battling through that uh since then oh yeah um it was <laughs> it was a long road it was uh about projected about 16 month recovery because mm. um i tore so many different things in my knee to where it took two surgeries to fix it all and um yeah it was uh i came back in 13 months so three months early which was a blessing i have the best um training staff here and the best like support team and just the organization is awesome so without their support i definitely wouldn't have been able to come back early but able to make a healthy comeback my knee feels awesome um i feel you know i kind of hit the ground running which is great so now um practice squad will will be awesome because i'll be able to you know still be getting reps and get back into it and kind of get back to where i was before i got hurt so Blake, and we've seen kind of your posts on social media and things like that. You have remained uh, with the Vikings and and a, a member of that team, kind of like Rajay Harris right now for East Carolina, who suffered an injury. But we talk to Rajay every week, and he is uh, he's still a member of the team, just not on the field. So it looks like even though you haven't been able to suit up due to injury, you've uh, been a you know a big part of the the team, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I think what one of the coolest things was when I got hurt. They wanted me – in the NFL, you can kind of go rehab wherever you want. You can leave. When you're on IR, you're not really – you don't have to be in the building. But um, they had asked me to be in all the meetings, work out with the team, be in the building every day. So, it, it you know, it felt important to me that they wanted me around and to be around the guys. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is hard being on the sidelines watching, but um, you definitely are a part of the team and you definitely, you know, give, give – um, productive feedback to your teammates and all that stuff so you 
know, it's about the culture and stuff off the field. So I, I can feel for Rajay, that's for sure. Blake Pearl joining us, put up some big numbers here in Greenville. And, Blake, you've been surrounded by talent your entire life. Uh, of course, your, your father playing all those years in the NFL, and, and you had a, a really good career here at East Carolina. And the further you go up the chain, the more amazing players you're around. And I bring that up to say, you know, what's it like watching Justin Jefferson go to work every day he is one of the best of the best and again you're around awesome players uh day in day out but some guys are just uh a head and shoulders above the others and jefferson's one of those guys yeah um justin is uh first of all a great dude um unbelievable guy he's even a better guy off the field than he is a football player and um yeah i mean i would say he's probably one of the most like electric receivers I've ever been around probably like uh it's hard for me to get pleased kind of like watching receivers in person <laughs> but when I first saw him I was like oh wow like <laughs> he's uh that's something I've never seen he's just um just a really really smooth route runner and catches the ball strong knows how to get open um yeah definitely <laughs> a generational talent for sure and one more question about a Vikings player I'm a, a Washington fan so I watched a lot of Kirk Cousins and his career and such a, I guess, a normal guy, kind of quirky here and there. Just a, I don't know, howdy doody type of guy. And then people pick on him because he's so kind of like normal and wholesome. But how about uh, Kirk as a a leader, as a a teammate, as a a friend? Uh, You know, Vikings are off to a great start this year and uh, and he's having a great season so far. What kind of uh, guy is Kirk Cousins? Kirk is an unbelievable guy. I laugh because he is funny. He's a funny dude, but he's an unbelievable person. I mean, talk about um, an intelligent guy. He's, like, one of the smartest people I've ever been around, for sure. Um, just his process, you you kind of learn what a true pro does off the field to prepare for a game day and, like, how much they put in um, behind the scenes. And, um, yeah, he's just a, he's a great – great person he's he's really good at singing too so me and him harmonize all the time together <laughs> and uh yeah dude he's just a, he's a great great guy obviously we're five and one right now and he's you know the leader of our offense so i think you know having him as a captain of our team and a leader of that of our you know high productive offense is a, a blessing for sure as a fan, Blake, I'm I'm looking around the NFC East, and and my team stinks this year. Uh, but I'm looking at the Eagles undefeated. The Giants are five and one. Cowboys four and two, playing well and getting Dak Prescott back. How about like as a as a player, are you tuned in to man? Green Bay just lost to the Giants and Jets back to back, and uh, the the Lions have one win. Bears have two wins. Like. Uh, you're you're watching your own business, I'm sure, your own personal health, and then what your team's doing. But how much do you scoreboard watch these guys in your division and say, "Man, we got a, a two game lead over the Packers right now"? Uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely super exciting. Um, uh, we're definitely head of our division, and you know we got to play them those guys again. You know we've we've beat all of them once, but you know in the league you got to play them twice. So, um, the the crazy thing about the league is like every team is good regardless of their record the league is so tough to win in um that you can't really like worry too much about results and how people are doing because it really is all about the finish you know we have a great start but we got to finish stronger than we started so um and we haven't even played our best football yet to be honest so i think it is really really cool and there's a there's a huge opportunity there to obviously like 
finish out, you know, obviously it's only a week. It's our bye week right now, but still the, you know, beginning-esque of the season. So we got a lot to do, but it is definitely exciting. The opportunity is there. Blake Pro joining us. Blake, East Carolina coming off a big win. How about quadruple overtime over the Memphis Tigers? And they got another big one this week uh, with UCF Go. coming to town. And, uh, and Blake, uh, you've been able to keep up with the Pirates uh, this season so far. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I try to watch every game. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've been able to see every game. I um, I was able to get down there for the NC State game. Um, that was before our week one. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty cool to see what Coach Houston's doing over there. Uh, I think the team um, itself and the players are just um, – they've just really rallied together. And Holton's playing some of his best football. And those receivers, man, Those I know we got some transfers. Um, Isaiah Winstead is obviously a dog. He's, yeah. he's, he's one. He's wearing 11, so I'm not surprised. But, <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, he's uh, he's super fun to watch, and you can tell those guys are on a mission. So um, I'm just, like, super, super proud to, you know, kind of rep. I'm actually wearing – I just worked out at the facility, and I'm wearing an ECU, ECU cutoff right now. So, it's you know, it's something I can wear around and be proud of. Blake, you, you just missed out on the NIL stuff, right? Uh, so we, yeah. yeah, every Monday we talk to uh, the players here. We've got a, a group of guys that join us, and Isaiah Winstead's one of those guys. Pretty soft-spoken guy, quiet guy. We've got him to open up a little bit, but I can tell you he uh, he does it on the field, and he's certainly got that that mentality. He is he is thinking NFL. He's thinking next level and seems like the kind of guy that you uh you might be seeing on, on Sundays along with yourself next year. For sure. I, I totally see that as well. Um you know he keeps going at this pace and keeps that mentality. I don't see how he couldn't do it, you know. I think he's definitely got a um I definitely got a chance to get drafted and you know, hopefully have a great career. So I totally agree with you. You're only a couple years removed, but I always get this when I talk to these uh, former players that, like, you always seem to just miss out on something. Like, even talking to guys in the late 2000s, they're upset that they didn't get to wear black uniforms. And then, like, so, and then uh, we keep going throughout the years and years. And, uh, yeah, you would have been a pretty good candidate the way you talk and act uh, for, for some NIL deals, Blake. You just missed out, though. <laughs> I know. I I definitely missed out on a bunch of stuff, and then those those white jerseys, yeah. helmets, throwbacks. I mean, they're just bringing it all out. <laughs> um, but no, nah, it, it's all good. I'm happy to see it. it's pretty cool to to see that stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think it is funny. I think the whole team here, um, all the professional athletes are kind of like, man, like right when we leave, like they get all this <laughs> stuff. But you know, it's all cool. It's all blessings. Yeah. Blake Prohl joining us, Pit Electric Live Line. Blake, uh, Holton Ayler's always seemed mature, even, you know, when he came in as a freshman. But if you watch him now, I mean, do you see anything different than you saw uh, when he was a younger quarterback that you were playing with? How about, you know, his growth as a QB? Yeah, um, I agree. He was he was always pretty mature. I would say just his decision-making and how poised he is and in big situations, I I wouldn't say that he wasn't that way, even as a true freshman. He always was, you know, made for those big moments. But I think, um, I think it's definitely, he's definitely grown in those moments and has learned like what decisions to make versus when to take a shot versus not when to take a shot. And I think um, you kind of see that, um, you know, last year and this year with obviously that um, fourth overtime win last week and. You know, they did that last year, I think, against Memphis, too, kind of. You know, we had some big-time wins, Navy and stuff like that. 
So I think um, just from last year and this year, the two years I haven't been there, I've definitely seen like a huge amount of growth just in decision-making. And he's always made plays. Um, he's always been a beast, a playmaker like that. But I think um, just like I said, just prime time decision-making, I think, has just even gone up a couple of points, in my opinion. Talking to Blake Prohl, former East Carolina wide receiver, and at the time of this interview, you'll know what roster he is on. Kind of in limbo here as we record this on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, but Blake, let's talk about your music career, and this is something that you're very talented at, but also uh, you take seriously. So uh, I don't know, when did this start, Blake? When did you get interested in singing? Is this something you've been doing for a while? Um, no. It, uh, it's so funny. It just started when I got injured. I was, like, on bed rest. And, honestly, since I was young, I've always loved to just, like, dance and sing. Music is just, like, one of those things I love. But I never did anything. My my family's, like, tone deaf. So, <laughs> we, uh, I just, I guess, I don't know. I just was always had a musical talent deep down. I just never discovered it until um, I had bought a guitar at ECU, like, my last year for fun. Never really got to play it. Um, but I had brought it to Minneapolis and started learning how to play it because I had so much time on my hands because I, I couldn't walk. So I was just like in my bed all the time. And I just learned to play the guitar and I started singing with it. Um, I was told to make a TikTok and my TikTok went viral and I had a couple hundred thousand followers. And I was like, wow, people really like this. And then I started writing and then here we are kind of fast forward. Obviously, there's a lot of details in there. I don't want to talk too long about it but um yeah it's it's been pretty cool i got three singles out now and a lot more to come in the future so um it's pretty cool i i had to sing a bunch during training camp for the team oh yeah pretty fun yeah did they so what did they make you do uh did you sing uh you probably didn't sing your own stuff right so you had to sing some uh what some covers um, yeah i sang like some justin bieber some uh what else some like bruno mars like and yeah it's hilarious that my teammates are so supportive of me and um the first time i sang in front of anybody was the adam adam Thielen's uh foundation event me and oh, wow. adam are um me and adam that's probably my best friend he's like a big brother to me um and i uh yeah i sang at his foundation event and I just did actually, we just auctioned a private concert for his foundation and raised a bunch of money. So we've kind of done a bunch of stuff like that. So it's just kind of grown into this thing that I can like kind of help people. And it's, uh, it's really cool. It's super forgiving. And, um, yeah, it's, it's something that I've learned to love and have a passion for. So, so those singles, and I'm looking at it now, I believe it's happy without me falling into you. Think I like you. Are those available for purchase? Uh, if people you know want to hear those, how do you, you hear those? Yeah, usually, I mean, um, they're yeah, they're on all platforms. Okay, uh, I don't know exactly. I I I don't know how that stuff really works. I don't know all the business side, but yeah, they're available for all that streaming and all that stuff. They're on all platforms: Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, all that stuff. So you mentioned going viral. You've got probably fans of you that don't even know that you play football, right? There's like yeah. <laughs> you're like a split oh, yeah. personality right now. Yeah, it's uh no, that happens all the time. I'll be on TikTok live, like singing on a live stream or something, and somebody will comment and be like, "Wait, you play football?" Or like a bunch of my comments on TikTok will be like, "I had no idea you were on the Vikings." Right. So, yeah. Which is pretty. I think it's cool. You know, that means people like me for 
yeah. my music its purest form instead of me like being able to do two. So I think that's pretty cool. I I plan on doing my first headline concert here in uh, Minneapolis in the spring uh, at First Avenue, which is where Prince used to play, which is wow. pretty awesome. So, yeah, I'm really, really excited. That's awesome, man. Uh, you got a lot going on, Blake, and uh, successful in it all. So keep up the great work. Great to catch up with you, man. I know you got a lot going on, but we wish you the best of health and uh, and the best moving forward in your career, both, I guess, musically and on the football field. Good stuff. How's uh, how's your pops, Ricky, doing? I know his Demon Deacons are doing well. He's probably excited about that. <laughs> yeah, um, he's, he's doing good. He actually is going to – he took a um, – xfl receiver job um, oh nice because i think he he missed uh missed coaching a little bit to where the xfl is kind of perfect where it's just a spring season a couple months and um he can kind of you know serve that passion that he has of coaching kids and so he's gonna coach um receivers for i i don't want to say the wrong name i, I want to say they're the battle hawks but i don't know so maybe not quote me on that but, uh, <laughs> yeah so he's gonna go down there in texas and uh, coach a team this off season uh, during the spring, and that should be pretty fun for him. So he's doing good, running awesome. business. Yep, good to hear. All right, Blake Pro joining us today, Pit Electric Live Line. Blake, uh, keep up the awesome work, man, and I uh, can't wait to to see you uh, on the football field. And there's a lot of our listeners that can't wait to hear your next single. So uh, just keep it up on all ends. And uh, thanks so much for joining us today, man. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. There is former Pirate receiver Blake Prohl, now a member of the Vikings. He's on the practice squad. And maybe some of you know him for his musical talents, as he is a uh, talented young man. All right, let's take a break. When we return, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, will join us. We'll get his thoughts on East Carolina UCF. We got college football tonight, along with every major pro sport. And uh, we'll talk college football games coming up this weekend as well. All ahead, PRL, back with you after this. to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on all our social medias on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 60,000 followers today at PR927FM. Now let's head back into the studio. Here's Cliff Brock. Surely. Why is Shirley looking at me like that? Shirley, nice live read right there. Nice live ad read. Shirley sounding a little the different. Best part, the best part about being a producer sometimes is delegating responsibility. 
The best part of waking up. His Folgers in your cup. True. They pay for that? No free ads. <laughs> uh, are they paying for that? Chandler hashtag, here. Hashtag no free ads. Uh, simple question for the groups of you. This will not count against our official record, but I want to know. I'm curious. Saints at Cardinals tonight. Mm-hmm. Where do you go? Where do you go? Mm, who do you this trust? Is, this is a pillow fight right here. Who do you... Who? Mm. I'm going with my old friend, Robbie Anderson. Good luck, Robbie. <laughs> Good luck, Robbie. Forgot he was a Cardinal. <laughs> I'm uh, also going with my quarterback in fantasy, Kyler Murray. Boy, oh boy, if the Cardinals have any fight and any chance to do anything in 2022, they got to win this one at home against the Saints. They're only two-and-a-half-point favorites. I guess I would... I've been wanting to go Saints all day, but I guess I'll lean Cardinals. I did see a stat that... Andy Dalton uh, up there, all-time worst records in primetime. 0-11. Is that what it is? 0-11. No wins? None. I saw 0-11 in primetime games. I want to say that's what I saw. Are we still counting a streaming service only game as primetime? Great question. Great point. By the way, can Prime Video get finally get a football game that is worth watching? Let me look at the Thursday night schedule the remainder of the year. We need to get to our interview with Jeff Nadeau, which we will momentarily. Um, have y'all answered my question, by the way? Cardinals. Cardinals. Mm, maybe I should take the Saints. Uh, week eight. Oh, here we go. Ravens at Bucks next week. A decent Thursday night game. Eagles at Texans after that. Oh, my God. Falcons at Panthers after that. Mm. Hey, everybody tune in. The Panthers will be debuting their all-black uniforms. Titans at Packers. Bills at Patriots on December 1st. Raiders at Rams. So, yeah, prime video. Niners at Seahawks. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Jaguars at Jets. That's a great way to close it out. Cowboys at Titans. That's the prime video schedule. NFL said, here, prime. Have Thursday night and then proceeded to give them the worst matchups. Bad matchups all year long. By the way, you say Jets and we initially go, oh, God. Jets are 4-2, and two, folks. Jets are 4-2. and two. Jets are 4-2. and two. Robert Sala. Big win on the road against a very pitiful and depleted Packers team true true all right we'll make our uh, nfl picks coming up friday on the show right now we'll head out to the pit electric live line and talk to the big man on campus jeff nadu he joins us today on the pirate radio live jeff how you doing great how are you Cliff? great it's one of those rare days jeff where you've got major league baseball playoffs nfl nba nhl college football all going on at the same time we don't always get this so don't take it for granted folks enjoy it uh, a lot of games to watch and uh, maybe a lot of money to win if you can be on the right side of things. So, Jeff, let's uh, we'll start with college football. Let's start with East Carolina uh, before we get into tonight and the rest of the weekend. Pirates coming off a four-overtime victory over Memphis. Obviously, uh, the Road Tigers getting the cover in that game. Now East Carolina, a home underdog, and we saw this against NC State and, and have not seen it since jeff they got ucf coming to town and man the knights on paper look really good they're only blemish on the year to louisville they put up a lot of points they don't give up a lot of points they're five point favorites uh going into the game saturday night so how do you read this one east carolina and ucf for saturday night uh well i would probably read it as you know 
it's probably high scoring. I mean, I'm not sure I completely trust UCF's defense. Um, you know, look, I'll admit, I, I thought that was a pretty impressive performance against uh, SMU. I mean, only giving up 20 points yeah. was it about two weeks ago. You know, but when we really look outside of that, I mean, this team really hasn't played you know, anything special. In Louisville, I guess you could, you could write home about them a little bit. But, you know, this is a, a, a team with ECU that, as you know, they're at home here. We know they have a good offense. Um, do we completely trust them on defense? I, I'm not sure, especially against a team like UCF, who obviously moves the football. Are they the team of, uh, of several years ago? No, but they're still very uh, potent offensively. Um, I look at both these teams as groups that will probably bend defensively when really tested, um, and I would just lean on kind of a higher-scoring game. I thought 63 was a little low. I'd have probably put it 65, so I think there's a little value there on the game. As far as itself, I mean, I feel like UCF's a tough team to gauge because I really don't want to step in front of a team that just scored 70 points. And when we look over the last two games, they scored 111 points combined. Um, they can turn it up quickly. And, you know, I'll admit, and I think you kind of know this clip, this is not a great kind of time to back ECU. I mean, I know they're coming off a, a big win, but it was an overtime game. It was a wild game. Um, this is a game they need to have, though. You all, you know that. I mean, the next three games are, are, are going to be very difficult if you want to get the ball eligibility. To get the ball eligibility, you, you have to have this one. It seems a bit high to me. I would lean ECU. I would lean with the over. I think it's probably a game similar to last week, high scoring, uh, probably close. All right, Jeff Nadeau, Barstool Sports, joining us today, Pit Electric Live Line, as we talk ECU UCF. And it's a great week in the American, Jeff. I'll run over these games real quick and see if uh, there's one that stands out to you. Cincinnati on the road earlier this week, a three point favorite at SMU. Looks like it might be around three and a half now. Some people going with the Bearcats, but that's an intriguing matchup noon on ESPN. Uh, I'll throw in Houston at Navy just because it's a tight spread. Houston, a three-point road favorite at Navy. And then Tulane uh, trying to stay in the top 25. They got this schizophrenic Memphis team coming in. Tulane, a seven-point favorite at home against the Tigers. So how about those games, Jeff? You got Cincinnati, Houston, and Tulane as favorites. Uh, What do you think about those matchups in the AAC? We have Cincinnati's coming off a bye. Uh, we haven't seen them since they beat, uh, I think it was South Florida. It, it was actually a, a very hard-fought game. It seemed like maybe they had their, their eyes closed as they headed into a bye and, and were able to escape with a win. But you know, SMU is tough, man. I mean, Tanner Mordecai is a damn good quarterback. I, I had really got lucky last week with that Navy uh, plus the 12-and-a-half. I mean, SMU was cruising in that game. You know, I think this is kind of a clash in styles. You obviously have a team in Cincinnati who's still very good defensively against a team in SMU that I think is generally decent defensively, but they're not great. They have a great offense. So that's a game I'm kind of trying to avoid. I'll keep saying it, Clip. I think this Navy team is really starting to find their stride. I don't really think Houston should be a favorite uh, to anybody. Um, They have not looked good in any game this year. Um, You know, did they get some uh, kind of momentum winning the game the way they did against you know, uh, Tulane, well, yeah, um, you know, but then they followed it up, uh, you know, basically a week later, had to fight back against uh, Memphis, got that win, good momentum, um, and then they were off last week. So you kind of lost any momentum you had with that Memphis win, and yeah, you had to go to Annapolis as a favorite against a team in Navy who's playing good football right now. They've hung around in every game they were in. This offense looks good. Um, I would really lean on Navy here. I think this is a good spot for them. Uh, plus the points at home. 
Jeff Nadeau, Barstool Sports, joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Jeff, uh, coming up tonight, boy, Virginia at Georgia Tech. Not a great game on paper, but starting to look at Tech. They have won a couple of games since firing Jeff Collins. They beat Pitt and uh, knocked off Duke. They got Virginia tonight. They still play Virginia Tech. Uh, could they upset a Miami, North Carolina, Florida State? I don't know, but they are in a, uh, a spot here. If they win tonight, they'll have four wins and actually have something to play for down the stretch, trying to get to six wins. You've got Virginia. Boy, they've had a disappointing season at two and four. I don't know if you want to back either of these teams total in the uh, in the 40s at 46 and a half. And I know you were on South Alabama last week. They're a three-point favorite tonight against Troy. That total in the 40s as well. I'm seeing 47. So any interest in the, uh, the Thursday night action tonight? Yeah, I, I really like South Alabama, man. I mean, this is a huge game in the, in the Sun Belt. Uh, when we look at Sun Belt standings, I mean, you have two groups. Uh, on the one side, South Alabama's one game up on Troy. Uh, and then in the other side, it's Coastal, James Madison, Old Dominion kind of fighting it out. This is a big game in this conference. And I've said before, I'll say it again, this South Alabama team is really tough. They're at home here. They haven't lost at home yet this season. Um, and their defense, man, has been really good. I mean, their pass defense is terrific. Troy's got some issues at their quarterback position. Gunnar Watson, the quarterback, went out last week. Uh, it's questionable whether he'll play tonight. Uh, Jared Doge would be the backup who was uh, formerly at uh, Bowling Green and West Virginia. Uh, South Alabama is just a better offensive team. They're very solid on that end. Um, and they have, I think, to me, a little bit of uh, kind of a, a pushback here against Troy. Troy's kind of owned them the last – three or four matchups, a lot of chip on their shoulders here. I think they come out South Alabama on fire. I would probably, though, Cliff, to do something I don't normally do, and that would be buy a half point. I don't do that much, but I think this could surely be a 27-24, you know, 24-21 type of game. I want to win in this game, not push. I'm going to look to maybe two and a half, minus 120 on this game. I like South Alabama. I think they get the job done tonight. All right, the big man sticking with USA coming up tonight as they take on Troy. Uh, Jeff, uh, any other game or two going on this weekend in college football that you've got highlighted? Uh, yeah, I, I got my, you know, I got a couple circled. One I've already bet, uh, Boise. I took them at four against the Air Force. That one's down at two and a half. But I'll give you one that I'm that I'm going to be zeroing in on that I'm going to take. Um, I'm zeroing in on TCU uh, getting uh, their first loss this week. I love K-State in this spot, plus three and a half. Um, K-State's an interesting team, Clip. Um, I think defensively they're really good, uh, and I think this is the first real defense I think that TCU is going to play. When we look at TCU, Clip, I just kind of want to quickly go over their schedule. I mean, what exactly, as far as defenses, have you played? I mean, there's nothing here. I mean, Colorado, SMU, Oklahoma, Kansas, Oklahoma State. I mean, Oklahoma State is not the same team defensively as they've been in years past. This is your first real defense. And I've always said if TCU goes up against a team that can stop the run, plays good defense, they're going to be in for a long day because they cannot stop anybody. You look at K-State. K-State is very solid on both sides against the pass and the run. I like their offense. I like the fact that Adrian Martinez looks to be a damn good quarterback for them. I like their coaching. Uh, I just like this spot for them. The whole world is going to be on Texas Christian here, but 87% of the money's actually on uh, K-State. 
I think this is a great spot to back a K-State as a dog plus three and a half. Uh, I think they beat Texas Christian. All right, big man on campus on the K-State side. And, uh, Jeff, you got your show, Big Man on Betty, coming up. And uh, I believe I saw that uh, Big Ev going to join you today for some uh, some hard-hitting gambling talk. Yeah, looking forward to it. You know, Big Ev's had a great year. I think, you know, and I don't mean to be arrogant, but I feel like outside of me, he is the, you know, him and I are the best gamblers at Barstool, and I, I believe that. I'm looking forward to, um, to talking with Ev for an hour or so and going over several games, a lot of games. Uh, and to have it a good time. Plus, Clip, I wanted to tell you, round balls out. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting some opinions from people on that. Uh, we had a great first episode. Got a huge interview next week. So college basketball is on, uh, on the docket as well coming up here. That's awesome to hear. Can't wait to check out the first episode of Round Ball. And, uh, folks, before you make your uh, plays tonight, Friday, Saturday, make sure you watch uh, big man on betting with Jeff Nadeau, the big man, and Big Ev. So a lot of uh, content out there. Jeff, your uh, Eagles got a win and a cover uh, to remain undefeated the other night. I know you're jazzed up about that. And as I said uh, last Thursday, I know you don't you know tout it a lot, but be be on the lookout for Jeff Nadeau's Twitter on Sundays. He's throwing out some uh, some NFL plays, and uh, you're doing well on those. Yeah, I had another winning week uh, last week. Uh, I, I'm very happy with really how football's went in general. Uh, I've had a good season in college football. I'm on the the uh, positive there. NFL's been, you know, you know, it, think about NFL, and I think a lot of people need to realize this. Um, when you have strengths with, let's say, college football, you cannot just assume and just give it back on Sunday. I just find spots that I like. I fire in, and I don't try to get too cute with the NFL card. It's a very tough sport to beat. Um, and um, I've had a good balance of things. I'm playing a lot more totals, which I've liked. Uh, props have been good to me, just zeroing in on certain props um, and, and just really trying to, to limit. I'm a big quality over quantity type of guy, so I, I will let that kind of shine through, and, and I'm very happy with both uh, footballs this year. Jeff Nadeau joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, we'll see if we can track you down on a college football Saturday, another night game for East Carolina. So we'll be on the air 3.30 to 7.30 coming up on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. And uh, we'll we'll see if we can track you down Saturday and talk more with you, man. Did I see clip Mike Houston went nuts or something? Who, who was that from the staff that did that? Uh, he, after the win on Saturday night, uh, went to the postgame press conference, slapped the podium, and uh, Shirley, do we have the audio? The Mike Houston hit it real quick, Shirley, so Jeff can hear it. So this is Houston right after the game. How about those friggin' pirates? Just had a nice yell, and uh, he was. <laughs> I'll tell you how I heard about that. I was. Uh, we were waiting last night. We recorded uh, a, a college hoop show with a I'm to clip huge guest. Like I'm talking millions of followers, type of guest, and we're waiting for him. And Jordan Bohannon played that, and I was I was I was saying, who is that? And he goes, and this is how you know uh, certain college people. He goes, uh, it was Eastern Carolina. Oh, yeah. He said, hey, dude, it's East Carolina. We've uh, uh, we've heard that one before. Thank you, Jeff, for uh, for correcting him. Though we need more people out there like you helping out the Pirates. Well, listen, I have a a strong affiliation with the boys and girls down in Greenville. <laughs> Clip, listen, I'm going to tell you. I got to look at the schedule. I would like to come. Does ECU basketball play Memphis this season? Uh yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got. I, I, I'm going to be there. I promise. I will be there. Uh, I'm going to be there. 
All right, they do is in for uh, for ECU Memphis. You say? No, uh, they don't play Memphis at home. Damn it! That's the one game they don't have. Yeah, you're right. They're on the road at Memphis, January seventh. Don't have them here. Um, maybe oh Houston, perfect. Yeah, twenty fifth. Beautiful. All right, beautiful. I'm in. There we go. All right, big man. Appreciate you joining us, bud. Thanks, Clip. See you, bro. Jeff Nadeau joining us, Pit Electric Live Line. We'll check in once again with the big man coming up Saturday during a busy college football day. Chandler Hunt. If Nadeau, and we've been hearing Nadeau say this a lot in the past few years, that he is going to come to Greenville. He's going to hang out with us. Pennsylvania native. Might, uh, if he does come to town, try to treat him to A.J. McMurphy's and Trivia on a Wednesday night if he's in town that early. But if he does come to a basketball game, he might have to be a part of the 213 crew. The 213 crew ready to go for another season of Pirate Basketball. We got a lot of football to talk about with touchdown Tony Collins, and we will do that when we return on Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk Pirates, we'll talk Patriots, NFL, a little bit of everything with TC. That's coming up, and we got to give away something to you in Hour 3. It's all ahead on PRL. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. You can shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Braun. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. A couple days out from East Carolina and a UCF huge game going on at Dowdy at Ficklin Stadium. We'll be with you 3.30 Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Touchdown, Tony Collins joining us in the Pirate Studios. Tony, how you doing, sir? Doing fantastic. I always have a message to pass along from uh, Troy D. He said uh, he enjoyed his time with you and your daughter at the game on Saturday. He had texted me early. He said, I enjoyed your sister. I said, that wasn't my sister. It was my my daughter, you idiot. (laughs) You idiot. (laughs) You idiot. Uh, I said, oh, cool. What was her name? He said, I don't know. I don't remember. Doesn't remember. And I said, don't you think that's something you should probably know? And he said, probably. But uh, so is it uh, Trey? Terry. 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 Uh, He said, Terry is welcome back anytime. Good, good to know. <laughs> His words, not I, mine. I'm gonna keep Terry away from Troy. I don't like the way you just look please, at me. Please do. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, back again. LZD asked this question uh, a week ago. He's asking again. He's giving us an A, B, C. He says, "What are y'all's thoughts?" A. UCF wins and covers. B. UCF wins the game but does not cover the five. Or C. Pirates win. Let's go around the horn. Let's start with C.J. Schaefer. A, B, or C? I'm going to go. I think it was B that you said Pirates win and don't cover. No. Or, no. Sorry, Pirates, pirates don't are a dog. Co- yeah, sorry. Pirates don't. Or 
Oh, don't boy. win Let's and start cover. With Jeez, I'm, I'm gonna put this mic a, away. No, I'm actually. I'm gonna go. I'll do this for you because I'm gonna choose this one. I'm gonna go with B. That Central Florida will win, but the Pirates put up a dogfight. And they will lose by less than five. All right, let's go over to CJ Schaefer. CJ, what do you got? Everything Chandler just said. All right. <laughs> I'm going to say, unfortunately, uh, A. I think A happens. I think UCF wins, and they win it by seven to ten points. Because you expected the – you thought that the cover or the spread, I should say, was the – All right, let's go back down. to CJ. CJ, what do you got? Come on, guys. Everything Chandler just said. We got an ECU Hall of Famer here. We got to pick it up a little bit. You didn't let me finish. You were struggling, man. Let's go. You thought the spread was going to be about a touchdown. Yes. Five. I did. Come on. Tony Collins Damn, is here. Have some patience. Oh, my God. I'm about out of patience. Well, that's not good. We got a whole nother hour of this show to go. Well, let's make it a good one. Well, let's go. All right. Tony, what do you think? C. I'm going with C, baby. Pirates Pirates win. win. Tony, I noticed, Optimistic. I noticed that you, much like a lot of people, don't call the fifth quarter when things go well for ECU. Oh. You, only, you only call when you got something to complain about. Is that, is that the kind of person you are? Is this our new Captain Bill? <laughs> <laughs> Captain Tony? Captain Tony? Captain T? I well, didn't, I didn't well, hear from you well, Saturday. Well, well, first of all, you think it? If you, do you? Did you think it went well uh, uh, on Saturday night? The pot, yeah, we, went well. We they won, won, right? Yeah. Do you think it should have been that close though? They scored forty-seven points, but they gave up forty-five. <laughs> Look, I'm not in the I, I'm not in the mindset of worrying about how we won. I, I'm glad they won the game. Sure, there's things that could have been better. Yeah, yeah. But, man, I was thrilled Saturday. I, oh, I, I was, too. I was very, very happy for the guys, man. A win is a win. And, and like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. Uh, you know, the kicking game was decent on, on Saturday night. The new kicker, Conrad, made yeah. all of his attempts. Made and all of them. We got a call earlier that week saying uh, a Joe from Greensboro yeah. going off the stats of his high school career for Andrew Conrad. Basically, all four years in high school was a perfect kicker. Wow. And then Andrew Conrad comes out and, and pretty much proves Joe right. And I was side-eyeing that guy. I was kind of smirking like, who? What? We had Isaiah Winstead in here. He was like, yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't even know who that guy is. So I was like, all right, Joe, thanks for the call, whatever. And then a few days later, this Conrad guy's in. He's making his extra points. So great call, Joe. And uh, hopefully Conrad can keep it up. And hopefully our uh, holder can hold the ball and our snapper can snap it correctly. Everything, and, everything went well in the, in the kicking game. I mean, offensively, well, we scored 47 points. You don't think it went well? We there had, was one botch. We had one botch. We had a little yeah, one yeah, botch. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go well, one game without a yeah. botch. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, what? But what? the defense, man. Yeah, I mean, come on. We we just gave up too many points. I, I just I think that's the worst I've seen the defense play as far as giving up. They, I mean, they couldn't do anything with, with the tight end. I mean, come on. Man. And we're about to face the, the best the, offense we've seen. Double team now, that tight end or something. Yeah, he was a big fella. Now, Tony, you didn't call into the fifth quarter, but. With about five and a half minutes to go in the second quarter, Pirates are down seventeen to nothing. Were you thinking about calling into the third uh, to the fifth quarter? No, it was too early. I mean, even 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 then, that, that was just just too early. Because I mean, you you when when I watch the game, you know, I look at the drives and see, okay, we we, we can move the ball against these guys. I mean, so we can we can make some because they got down there yeah. and didn't convert on right. fourth down. Yeah. So I mean, we 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 could you know I wasn't wasn't too worried, and then you know we we came back, but still. I, I have to go back with the defense again. It's not. I mean, 
our defense has been playing balls out the whole this whole season, but it's just, they just gave up too many points on Saturday night. Well, we're in the stands, or when we're watching at home, we're like, all right, down 17. We got to get a score, a stop, a score. We like start doing our sports math. But yeah. like, how about as a player, Tony, back when you played, at what point did you – because you know what the score is, but mm-hmm. you're always focused on the next play. Right. So at what point did you start to kind of look at that score, get a little worried? When, when it gets to thirty to nothing, then then you get about worried. thirty <laughs> four possessions, and at one point it looked like that's where it was going when, in the direction. When you're down four touchdowns, then yeah. it's like, oh man, we got to do something. So that's when you kind of you, know, you get on your uh, off your easy seat. And the defense did give up yards, did give up points, but also helped East Carolina. Huge interception by yeah. Malik Fleming at the end of the first half to set up a score, and then Julius Wood. Well, that was one of the best touchdown returns we've mm-hmm. seen for in a long time. Pick six. Yeah. Come to find out, Tony, he was a wide receiver in high school. We knew in the fifth quarter that he had to have been an offensive player previously somewhere. And in high school, he was a wide receiver. And that's what he looked like returning that interception for a touchdown. Well, most of these athletes now, they, they come from high school. They play both ways anyway. So, yeah, he, he's, he's a good athlete. He showed it off on uh, Saturday night. Um, well, David, I'll probably forget. I have a bad habit of forgetting things. Uh, when I mean to get to him later, so I'll go ahead and ask Tony now. We got a fantasy question. Yeah, we're talking fantasy during the break while I go. CJ, uh, get back on your mic. We need your insight here. <laughs> All right, so which fantasy quarterback should I start, says David Stahl. Tua, who is making his return, does he play your team? Yes. Dolphins, Steelers, or Matt Ryan, who plays the Titans, I want to say. Matt Ryan had a monster numbers game last week, over 300. Looked awful in Denver. Uh, so, Tua or Matty Ice, Tony? I'm going with Tua. Coming coming off the, uh, the concussion thing, I know he's been, you know, he's all healed up. Uh, as far as his body, his body is definitely healed up. So, I, I, I just uh, see him coming and playing well. I mean, Matt Ryan is a great quarterback, but he, he doesn't have the – I don't think the tools that he should have. His offensive line is not not that good in protecting him, and you just never know about Matt Ryan. Man, he could have a game for three hundred, then he had a game for one hundred and fifty. So I'm going with Tua. I am a little worried the Steelers games could get kind of mugged up like they were last week and play a low scoring game. However, uh, the Dolphins are desperate right now. They've lost three in a row yeah. since starting three and zero. They get Tua back. Big day for Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, and crew. I would uh, I would definitely start Tua here. I agree. Uh, Tony, I think you put it best. I think the word for Matt Ryan is volatility. Um, there's too many weeks where he's really good and too many weeks where he's not He's not only not serviceable, it looks pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so if we're talking purely from a, from a fantasy perspective, I know Tua is just coming back, but if there was – if you could pick your own team to play coming back from an injury, the Steelers right now are probably still pretty high on the list despite winning last week against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Chandler? Uh, I like Tua. Um, and, you know, I think this uh, Titans defense with Bud Dupree, former Steelers Bud Dupree, who can really create pressure off the end, can cause havoc for Matt Bryan. They got a guy in Jeffrey Simmons up the middle who can also, you know, cause havoc up the middle for that defensive front. And then also Kevin Byard's a, a, a uh, a veteran safety who I, I think they're doing a really good job this year. I, I really, when you look at, like Tony said, you look at the weapons that you know Matt Ryan has versus Tua and Tua with Waddle and and uh, Tyree Kill and, and Clip. I'm, I think you're right. They're due for a big day. So give me Tua. 
Does it seem like the Colts and Titans play every week, or there's always like some crappy AFC South matchup? Like I swear they play. Do they play teams outside of the division? Just... I think. And it's a, a few years ago. That's what the AFC South was built on was Titans yeah. Colts. That seemed like that was the battle for the division. So year. bad. I think every AFC South match just looks. Bad it feels now. the same. Yeah. yeah. So Jaguars two, yeah. Texans feels just like Colts Titans. Yeah. It's all the same. Uh, we'll circle back to the NFL later on. Uh, Tony, how about the uh, any thoughts on offense, play calling, the way the Pirates uh, looked on Saturday? I mean, I, I thought play calling was was good, but still not where it should be. I mean, as far as the the consistency, uh, you just you, want, you just want to see more consistency out, out, of, out of the play calling. Here's something I noticed: uh, a whole lot of running on first down early in the game, and then maybe mid second quarter on, it felt like they were throwing on first down, but it was about the same result. It was second and seven, right? Second and uh, eight, like they would get a few yards passing at least mixing it up to a pass call on first down. I thought that. Also, Tony, how about 29 carries for Keaton Mitchell? Four catches, 33 touches for your guy. They gave him the football the other night. I like it. And he I, delivered. I, I like it. I mean, you got to give this kid the ball as much as possible. And, and that's one of the reasons, you know, we, 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 we played the way we played because he's, he's touching the ball. But, but again, we, we, we got a lot of talent on our offense, man. Our, our receivers are, are, are tight. Our tight ends are tight. And everybody's got to we, – we just got to find a way to get these kids the ball. I've, I've yet to see a reverse uh, – by C.J. Johnson. C.J. has some speed. I yet to see it reversed by the other kid. What's the other kid's name? We got Winstead. Winstead. Winstead can run too. Yeah. I mean, you just gotta, uh, you know, sp- you know, spice it up a little bit. Tony man. sounds like us yesterday. We were spice yeah. it up. We were drawing up some plays, saying, <laughs> "All right, you're tired of what ECU's doing. Give us some plays. What do you want to see?" And uh, I want to hear Tony's. Tony. All right, Tony. Give us a. Uh, First down at the uh, UCF 44-yard line. First down at UCF 44-yard line. Give us a play. I, I, I run a, a quick out, just uh, just just a quick out to see JC what they're doing. Get five or six yards. Okay. You you, you want to be you you every 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 play every play you want to get at least six yards. You get six yards. You average six yards every play. You're getting first downs. You're moving the ball down the field. You you get stuck in the second and thirteen and in the second and nine and you know, those are plays that you you just don't want to don't want that that to happen to you. Get that six and move on to the yeah. next one. All right, fair enough. Tony Collins joining us. UCF. I don't know how much you know about them, Tony. Averaging forty one a game, allowing fourteen a game. That's a lot of points. They have been strong, and I look at that that they are a good team. Newton on YouTube earlier is looking at it from a different angle says they haven't played anyone that's been ranked they haven't been outside of the state of Florida all year those things are true Mm -hmm. it's our first road trip out of Florida he says the defense is not as good as NC State was he says uh, the only nationally known team they've played is Louisville and uh, they lost that one at home and their only away game was at FAU so is it a little bit of fool's goal with their numbers I don't know I think they're a really good team but to his point, he says they haven't been fully tested yet. I don't think they're a better team than North Carolina State, and we played with State. We should have beat State, so we we have the uh, capability of, of beating uh, UCF. And and I'm talking about not just beating them, beating them uh, soundly. 
I mean, we have that capability, but we, you know, we can't go in and uh, throw interceptions. You know, not getting not getting turnovers. I mean, our turnover ratio has to be bigger, yeah, uh, than, than than theirs. Again, another game last week where Holt Naylor's has a high completion percentage, throws a touchdown and no interceptions. And guess what? The Pirates won it. And their quarterback had two pretty costly picks, one that went for a touchdown, one that set up a touchdown. So win that turnover battle, you got a chance. Another mobile quarterback this week, John Rice Plumley, comes in, Tony, uh, as their leading rusher. But leading that, don't let that be deceiving. They have good running backs. They'll also run it on sweeps with – uh, their receiver. Uh, this is not a case where a, a quarterback being your leading rusher is a bad thing. Like they have a, a good offense all around. So their former uh, yeah. the quarterback is a former multi-sport athlete at Ole Miss. He started yeah. at Ole Miss and also played baseball at Ole Miss. So, and as always, Central Florida has that speed down there. I think it should. I, you know, I, I I think it'll be a, an exciting game to watch. I think it'll yeah. be just like Memphis. It's, it's going to go down. Uh, to the wire again, and I think we're going to pull it off. How long did you stay the other night? Uh, I left before. Uh, I left right at the fourth quarter. All right, fair enough. Had to get home, man. So you were home in time to watch. Yeah, watch the four overtime overtimes. And everything. Yeah, good deal. You going out this weekend? Yeah, oh yeah. I'll Front row, Tony. Yeah, I'll be there. Front row. I'm going to bring my granddaughter with me this weekend. All right, Cammy's coming. Cammy and her entourage. Does she have her fans out there ready to go? Is she still doing the internet? Uh, yeah, TikTok, she's, she's still, viral. She's still killing it. Man. Good stuff. People are going to be wanting to take pictures with her more <laughs> yeah, than Tony I know, Collins. I know, now. right? <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Uh, Shirley, let's make somebody a winner. Let's open up the booty bag here on a Thursday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. 317-1250 is the number. Shirley, what are we giving away today? Shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Chico's can be yours if you're caller number six. Caller six, 317-1250. More ECU talk and uh, some NFL as well with Touchdown Tony Collins when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the license professionals at Beauty Bar, Medispa, and Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Robert Matthews of Ahoski. Picked up a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's and enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus ice cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, let's look around college football real quick to see how this Saturday could change the college football playoff landscape. It was shaken up last week with Alabama's loss to Tennessee. Did you watch that, Tony? Uh, A little bit. That was nuts. Uh, That was one of the best college football games I've ever watched. Although, I still think it's more likely that Alabama gets in the playoff and Tennessee doesn't. 
Why do you think that? Because uh, Georgia and Tennessee have to play. If Georgia beats Tennessee. Yeah, but they'll now have one loss. They'll have one loss, but they won't be in the SEC championship. Yeah, but with one loss, I think they would still make the cut. Isn't it, isn't it what, what, four teams or 16? There's four. Yeah. All right, so. With one loss? So if Alabama beats Georgia, do you put Alabama in? one loss Alabama that beat Georgia they're in one loss Georgia only lost to Bama they're in but who's gonna be somebody somebody's gotta be undefeated to, to be that's on, what I'm be saying on top of that that's okay all right so what 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 college team do you think is gonna go undefeated Ohio State you think they'll go undefeated I think they will but if they don't I, I mean what I just laid out to you though can't you see a scenario where Alabama's ahead of Tennessee at the end I absolutely can yeah yeah. Uh TCU Kansas State is an important game because TCU is undefeated in the Big 12 and if a Big 12 team is 12 and 0 are they ahead of one loss Bama, one loss Georgia, one loss Tennessee? It's tough. They got to get more they got to get more. And they are going to expand it, but it's still a few years away. Right. Uh 6 and 0 UCLA is at Oregon. Now, I think Oregon wins that game, but if UCLA wins, they remain undefeated. They beat USC later on this year. Are they ahead of a one-loss Bama, you know, Georgia, Tennessee? Uh, You've still got Ohio State out there who is undefeated. Uh, They still got to play Michigan and a Big Ten um, championship game. And then there's Clemson. What do you do if Clemson runs the table? Because right now, they odds are they're going to go undefeated, I would say. Um, so you've got, I mean, I just named, and it's not all going to turn out that way. There's more losses to be had, but man, it is pretty fascinating. Ole Miss, by the way, is seven and oh, let me look at their schedule real quick. They're on the West side, right? So they would have to play Bama. They play Alabama at home coming up on the 12th of November. You think they can beat Alabama? That could be the death nail in Bama. Bama certainly looks beatable. I mean, they barely beat Texas. Uh, they've had some close games this year. Texas A and M, yeah, they close game they, there. They, they had the ball close. at the goal line. Yep. So uh, I don't know, man. A lot to be determined here, but it is pretty fascinating. If you're one of those teams trying to uh, get in the playoff, you got to do a lot of scoreboard watching because uh, a lot of different things can happen here. Absolutely. TCU, Kansas State, and Oregon, UCLA, very important games this week. And if you think Clemson's on upset alert. Which you do, Chandler, mm-hmm. against Syracuse, Syracuse, who's undefeated. Then uh, where are you playing at? At Clemson in Death Valley. Yeah, Syracuse won't be number down there. So uh, just something to keep an eye on for this weekend. Tony uh, UCF has their sights set on an American Championship, but also being the highest ranked Group of Five team, which would get them in a New Year's Six Bowl. And they've still got kind of everything out in front of them. They got Cincinnati at home next week. So you hope that they're looking ahead. Is that a real thing? Looking ahead, absolutely a, is. Yeah, they definitely. They, they definitely can do that. I think we can beat UCF. We'll, we'll, we'll. we'll I mean, <laughs> what are you about to do? We, we just we we have we have. I, I keep laughing because we got so much talent, man. We got so much talent on our, on our offense, and, and and I'm just if we if we ever. Get it there. Put it all together. If we ever just get it right there, man, we we will be something to, to to handle. Robert points out. I think we can even be Cincinnati if we can put it all together. This is a different 
Tony Collins from. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying what we have. Yeah. What we have, we we have the talent. We have we we have the talent to run the table. We definitely have the talent to run. The Which table. you've always said, but the talent's there. Yeah, the talent is there, man. We just got to put it together. Robert says that this quarterback we're playing had 201 uh, rushing yards, four rushing touchdowns against LSU when he played them. Yeah, I mean he's a talented guy. Wow, no doubt about that. Um, and they their defense has been described. I've talked to. We've gone down to Orlando three times this week. Talked to. Alex Walker, uh, Zach Maskovich, who covered the Knights, and also the play-by-play voice of the Knights, Mark Daniels. They have been described as a bend-but-don't-break defense where they really bow up, which uh, so do we, mm-hmm. near the goal line. So once the teams enter the red zone this week, uh, this Saturday night, that's going to be interesting to see who can win those battles because they are good at keeping teams out of the end zone. We have been good at scoring in the red zone and also keeping teams out. So uh, it's going to be you know it's going to be all about adjustments. You know when when you're going in halftime, who's going to make the better adjustments? That's what's going to finalize this game. Yeah, adjustments. And let's just hope that uh, if we're the one that needs to make those adjustments, we're not down by too much to. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, how about we have a strong first half? Yeah. How about we get up? It, you know, here's the thing. Even if we have a strong first half, there's still adjustments that you have to make because yeah. there's still there's still when when I say adjustments, it's it's adjustments to stay on them. Yeah. I mean to 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 do the, do what you're doing, but do it do it kind of differently, but you're still doing the same thing. We had that against what South Florida, where mm-hmm. we had that giant first half lead, and then South Florida came out and they just had a whole, we, we whole did, different yeah, game we, plan. We did nothing. Which I mean, that that happens. But yeah, you gotta you gotta be ready for it. All right, uh, Tony Collins joining us. Let's talk some uh, talk a little NFL. So we are still, still surviving. In still in it. The last man standing pool started with four hundred and fifty four, I believe, something like that. Mm-hmm. It is down to twenty one. <laughs> Wow. And we... And it's y'all bozos. Myself, Tony. And it's, and it's only week seven. I know. It's it's insane. And we had a bunch drop last week. Yeah, about 20-something. Uh, the week. Packers losing to the Jets helped us out. The Ravens losing to the Giants helped us. 49ers. And there was one more big one. Was that it? Yeah, to the 40, Falcons. Yeah. And, uh, hey, we had a, a kickback relax day, right? Who did we have? We had the uh, – the, well, the Rams. for a second half. It, it, it got kind of scary. When y'all – we had a pick Dante, six. Dante uh, Jackson. Jackson got that pick six. I was really worried. But the Rams did beat the Panthers. This week, a little discrepancy amongst the ranks. Uh, I think the Patriots will beat the Bears. Yeah. Tony says it's a gimme. Take that one. But we uh, decided, myself, Ellerby, do you count Troy's vote? Yeah, you got us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, myself, to- uh, Troy, and Ellerby say go with the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Bucks against your Panthers. What I, do you ju- think, I just don't like the way Brady is playing right now. He's, he's yelling at his guys. And he's going to weddings. Yeah, he's not showing up for meetings. Did Kraft invite you to I'll, his uh, wedding? No, he didn't. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you this stat, guys, that will make you feel better. But Carolina is terrible. They're, well, first of all, here's the first stat. We're terrible. Yeah. We're the worst team in the league. Yeah. You think you're you, the worst team in the league? Absolutely. You Tony. look around really? at the rankings. Absolutely. Power rankings, yeah. You want to know why? There's a good reason why, and I'll give you a stat here. Through six games, the Panthers have three defensive touchdowns in the first half. They have one offensive touchdown in the first half. That is nuts. 
And who is your quarterback? You know? Good it, question. Well, that is a good question. We are going with PJ Walker again for the second straight week. That's who uh, faced off against the Rams last week. Baker, it was limited in practice. Where's Darnold? Darnold is uh, actually activated to return from the IR. I don't think he'll be ready to go this week. I think PJ Walker will be the starter, but I mean, Darnold so who's is. Who's the backup to PJ Walker? It is Jacob Eason, who played who? at Washington. Jacob Eason. Oh, Eason. He threw a pick last week. He threw a pick. Played at Washington, was a backup uh, to, I believe, Carson Wentz last year in uh, Indianapolis. So we signed him off the practice squad. So I think I don't, I don't think that's a bad pick. Man. Yeah, you guys got guys walking off the field and stuff, man. It's, it's, it's kinda, bad. It's kind of rough in Carolina. And you got you called this a trap game for Tampa. I, I'm just, I would I'm agree. Just, I'm just nervous because you know you got a you got a a, a, a head coach in there, and you know he's going to be giving it all and all. The guys who might might yeah. rally around for some reason. Well, and, that was last week. We got through that last week. Hey, they're done rallying. The rally's over. <laughs> I would say this could be a trap game, but the Bucks lost last week. Yeah. So I like them coming off a loss. And it's basically a Bucks home game. There won't be any Panther fans there. It's going to be majority. <laughs> I'm serious. The last game, you had the San Francisco 49ers, who are, I mean, and now there's 49ers here on the East Coast, but that, that stadium a couple weeks ago was 90% 49ers fans, and I'm expecting the same this week for Bucks fans. So well, I, I think that's a good pick. I do agree, no, Tony. I, I think it's a good pick too. I, I I do think it's a good pick. It just kind of scares me the way Brady's playing right now, man. It's yeah. just, I, I've never seen him. And I don't know if it's him. I don't know if, <laughs> if it's uh, his receivers, but it's just not that same. That it's not. It's you don't have any fear when he comes on the field right now. Yeah, there's no true. fear. He might be hungover still from you know Bob Kraft's <laughs> uh, wedding reception. So Tony, as a former player, uh, what do you think about a guy skipping out on walkthroughs and missing days with the team to go party with Bob Kraft? I mean, the, to go party that that's. No, no. Even if you're Tom Brady, you can't no. do that crap, right? No, you, you shouldn't. I mean, I, I know Tom Brady is Tom Brady, but you know you you shouldn't do that. And then I he, can see if he had a death in his family or somebody got sick, his wife said, "Oh, sure, yeah, somebody, a baby having a baby, yeah. but going to a, a party." Uh, so he doesn't want to spend time with his wife. He doesn't want to <laughs> spend time with his team. Who does he want to hang out with himself? He's just himself. Tom Brady's. So now you're making me even worry even more. He might throw three interceptions. Oh, on no. All right, uh, never mind. He's we'll, good. We'll, we'll get off that. He's good. He's fine. No, we're going to win. Tampa Bay's going to win. Tampa Bay's got it, baby. All right, so there is that. How about when Mac Jones is, is healthy, which could be Monday. Yeah. Could be ready to go Monday. Uh, you fine with putting him right back in? I mean, depends on how healthy. He, when you call healthy, you know, there's guys that they're playing. They're, they say they're healthy, but they're, they're still hurt. I mean, did you do that when you played? Like, yeah, you played hurt. I'm yeah. sure. So, you know, they're they're playing Chicago Bears, man. I mean, I would sit them another week. You know, Zappy's playing some good football. We're running the ball well. Our defense is. They're also the just out. playing shut down defense yeah. right now. So, uh, I I I would I would rest them another week. Why why put him in there right now or rushing things? I mean, he's our, he's our starting quarterback, of course. But Zappy's playing fine. Rest him another week. See what happens. Classic Patriots, man. I'm ready to doubt them, say they don't have talent. Belichick's is, is old, past his prime. And then what do they do? They come out and win two games pretty convincingly, very convinc- convincingly. Two weeks ago, took on the Lions. highest-powered passing yeah. offense in the NFL, shut them out. 
last week what do the browns do they run the ball against anybody shut them down nick chubb 12 for 56 <laughs> kareem hunt four for 12 wow that is the power of belichick right wow. there yeah. shutting down the pass the next week they go on the road shut down the browns running attack no need to even mention jacoby presents two interceptions you know they took care of that yeah. so now they got justin fields in the in the bears <laughs> on monday night at home yeah they're gonna win they are gonna should win be a, uh, should be a cakewalk it's like playing elon i mean the the bears are the nfl version of elon right now all right let's get another break in we'll come back we'll have more we'll look at some more uh, nfl games for this week and uh get tony's final prediction for east carolina and ucf more to go on pirate radio live after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a down day for the stock market. The Dow slipped 90 points and closed out the day at 30,333. NASDAQ was down 65 at 10,614 and the S&P was also down 29 points at 3,665. And that is a look at your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. All right, let's run down the uh, NFL slate and we'll circle back to East Carolina, get Tony's prediction for the Pirates and the Knights. Uh, Saints and Cardinals tonight, Tony. Man, who do you trust in this game? I got to go with uh, Deshaun Hopkins is coming back. To, DeAndre. To DeAndre Hopkins, I'm sorry. DeAndre Hopkins is coming back tonight. So uh, I like I like Arizona. Um, I just think, you know, playing at home, DeAndre's back. Kyler Murray's going to be running around like, you know, his, head, his chicken with head cut off. <laughs> I mean, like he always does. I just, I can't. You know, and, the and Saints. The Saints just, I, I, you just never know what you're going to get with those guys, man. You don't. And if the Cardinals are going to do anything this year, they got it. They got, they're 0 and 3 at home. Right. They're 2 and 4 overall. They got to win this game. They, like, they got to put everything into winning this one. It's going to be a lot of Alvin Kamara for the Saints, but Michael Thomas is out. Jarvis Landry's out. Uh, Jameis, of course, is out. So they got a lot of injuries. Hollywood Brown uh, out for the Cardinals, but I think DeAndre Hopkins has a big game yeah. in his return. So I guess I'm leaning that way as well. Falcons, only team in the league that is uh, undefeated against the spread this year. <laughs> they're 3-3 three and three overall, which is better than anticipated. Uh, they're at Cincinnati. I guess uh, take the Bengals to win, but... It'll be a field goal game, Tony. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a, it'll be a tight game because you know Mariota. I watched him last week. I mean, he's not a bad quarterback. I mean, he didn't put up a bunch of big numbers or anything, but he managed the game. Uh, you know, I, I think they had a defense played well for Atlanta uh, last week, but uh, I just can't see them stopping or keeping up with Cincinnati's power. What is going on with the NFL this year? I, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast. He ran down the passing numbers for the winning quarterbacks because Carson Wentz had 99 passing yards, and they won <laughs> Thursday night. Mariota didn't do much at all uh, in their win. 
Uh, you had some others as well, like the Packers lost to who last Jets. week? Jets. To the Jets. Um, but you had quarterbacks like Daniel Jones is not putting up impressive numbers and they're winning games. You look at fantasy football, the scores are down across the board. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Kid, why is this happening, Tony? I, I think I think the, the quarterbacks they're, they're managing the game, or they're not they're not turning the ball over. And if you if you have a good defense and you have a good running attack, I, I mean that's the only way you're going to win the game. Because if your quarterback is not you know throwing three touchdown passes or uh, throwing for three hundred yards, you got to have a good run in the game, r- a rushing attack, and you got to have a good defense, and you got you know you got to get some turnovers. I mean, we I watched Chargers and uh, Broncos the other night, and both quarterbacks couldn't really do much at all, and have the defenses finally caught up to these wide open offenses, and we're going to see like it revert back to it was uh, when you played and before you played, Tony, where the running game back was in the good old support. days. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what. And usually, when when you have a, a championship team, that championship team is going to have a good defense. And so if if you got a good defense, you got a, a decent quarterback. It's not going to turn the ball over. If you got a great quarterback like Buffalo has or Kansas City has, then you then you really you're you're really at the top of the uh, of, of your game. But uh, it's it's a defensive game right now. Well, I, I won't say it's a defensive game because actually it's an offensive game because defense they, it, they there's there's so many penalties to call on defensive oh players right yeah. now. It's just it's just crazy, and I can understand. But some of the pass interferences that I've seen, some of the roughing roughing the passes that I've seen is just crazy. But uh, defense is playing well. Matchup of the week this week uh, looks like Chiefs at 49ers, and the 49ers are kind of an eyesore they don't do a lot on offense but every now and then Debo Samuel has a big play catch and run they like to run the ball and play defense can that work against Mahomes and the Chiefs what do you think you about think Chiefs that's the matchup of the week though you that's tell what, me tell me another one call? give me another one it's got to be a better game out there give it to me that. I don't know Falcons Bengals Lions Cowboys Colts Titans Packers Commanders Bucks Panthers Giants Jags <laughs> Browns Ravens Jets, Broncos, Texans, Raiders. Stop me when I stop me when I give you. Say win. Say win. Seahawks, Chargers, Steelers, Dolphins, Bears, Patriots. Game of the week: Chiefs, Niners. The 49ers got beat by Atlanta last week, though. Come on. What's the game of the week? (laughs) Who's the game of the week? Who's the game of the week? I think the Chiefs are gonna kill the 49ers. Mm. I think they'll beat them by at least 21 points. Okay, you're a madman. You don't think so? Hell no. What's the spread? Uh, Seven Chiefs by two and a half. They'll beat them by fourteen. All right, watch. I'll, I got. I'll put some on that. <laughs> uh, all right. I guess my point is, Tony. There's not a great matchup yeah. this week, but sometimes that lends to some great games, great upsets, finishes. Yeah. There'll be some upsets. Yeah. So. And you had some last week though with Cowboys, Eagles, and Bills and Chiefs. Yeah, those are some good yeah. games. A lot I, like a lot like college football last week. It's hard to you know repeat that. College football is fun every week, though, yeah. man. You're always going to have those good games in college football because there's so many of them, of yeah. course. But. Tony, uh, East Carolina, UCF, will that be a good game? I think it will. I, right. I really I, I really think it will. UCF is a, it's a great football team. They, they're coming in there. Uh, they they know they, they, they have to beat us, too. And I'm hoping they're looking just, uh, over and looking for Cincinnati. Homecoming uh, next week. Yeah, for the following week. I'm hoping that happens. And, and uh, we just come out. We play well, man. If we play well, we're going to stay in the game. And that's all it takes for us to just to stay in the game. You're playing at home. You're staying in the game. You're not you're not making any mistakes. You're not having those those crazy turnovers that, you know, that will hurt you. 
Uh, and we get, and the most important thing, and when we get in the red zone, we have to score touchdowns. Yeah, can't we can't kick field goals. We have to score touchdowns when we get in the red zone. What's your uh, score? Uh, again, another high scoring game, but we're, we're going to go. I think we're, I think we can hit forty five uh, this week again, uh, and UCF's going to get on, only thirty seven. Another shootout at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. Enjoyed it, Tony. Thanks, man. Yes, sir. Tony Collins, ECU Hall of Famer, joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. Chan Man, will we see you tomorrow? See you tomorrow, Clipper. See you tomorrow. (laughs) CJ Schaefer, Shirley Rhodes, we'll be back with you 3 o'clock Friday. And uh, make sure you check out the UBE Pirate Preview at noon on Friday with the voice Jeff Charles. We'll talk to you then. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.